Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, welcome back, beautiful humans, to The Shawnee Show. I'm Shawnee Suisa, your host, and today's episode is with Laura Graui, whose last name you will actually learn how to correctly pronounce with a Lebanese accent at some point throughout this episode. Anyways, this episode was fucking fantastic. I've known Laura for a bit now, and she is awesome. I absolutely love her. From the second I saw her, I knew she was just a dope fucking human being. And it was a pleasure talking to her. You know, when we first met, she wasn't as openly lesbian uh, online as she is now. Now she's been creating a ton of content surrounding her story, um, being gay, being gay in the industry, being gay as a, a, a Lebanese woman. I mean, it's like really, really cool content. She's been creating a ton of that. And so today, it was really cool to have her on because she went through her whole story, which is something that I don't think she would have done had I had her on the episode or on the podcast, you know, four or five months ago, whatever it is. So uh, super excited about this. And it's funny because we've been speaking about having an episode for so long that if we had scheduled it when we first talked about it, then we probably wouldn't have had this whole coming out story and everything that she spoke about on today's episode. So super, super cool. <laughs> really, really liked it. And she is just a hot ass model. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode visually and auditorially. Auditorially? Auditorially. You can find her on all social media platforms. She's uh, blowing up on TikTok. I don't know if you guys go on TikTok ever. Uh, it is a new platform that the kids are using. I hear also the adults are using it these days. They're really, they're really into it. Anyways, you can find Laura on TikTok and Instagram. I will link her handles in the description so you can get it there, but it's at Laura Growey. Wait, let me just make sure that that's right. Because it could be wrong. And what if I lied to you guys? Wouldn't you be so upset about oh i was right <laughs> i don't have a music career do i you guys <laughs> do, I, do i have a music career I don't think I do. Anyways, it's at Laura Growey on all of the platforms. You can find her there. Also, of course, don't forget to follow me on all social media platforms. I'm at Shawnee Suisa for my personal account and then at Shawnee Show for all the show accounts everywhere except for TikTok. I still can't get that at Shawnee Show handle. <laughs> It's going to be the ongoing story arc of this podcast. <laughs> when will she get the TikTok handle? Never. I'm never. I'm never going to get it. Before we dive into this wonderful episode, I just want to take a minute to talk about our sponsor. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Man, I really wish I understood this stuff more. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, Combat Sports, my personal favorite, esports, and even golf. People bet on golf. <laughs> That must be thrilling. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. So let's get to just your origin story. I want to talk about 
where you're born, where you grew up, all of that, because you first were born in California and then you moved to Lebanon. So give us like the rundown of that. How did that happen? You, usually people immigrate the other way often. Uh, yeah, so I it's know. funny to hear that, especially as, you know, a Moroccan, everyone, everyone I, left. I, I honestly feel like I look so ethnic. There's just a direct <laughs> assumption. It's like, it's like, oh, she's, she's definitely not one of us. You know what I mean? Um, but Don't. yeah, so, so basically I was born in California. I lived there for nine years and then I went to Lebanon for seven years because my mom is Lebanese and she's like, I want to take you back home. I want you to learn about like culture and connect with your family, your cousins, your grandparents, all of that. And so she took me back and it was like a like a culture shock, mm. just like leaving America where everything is so perfect. And, you know, America has all of its problems and things like that, that people complain about and all agreeable things right. like abortion and stuff. Things like shit like that that yeah. just needs to get fucking cleared up. I'm sure you're going to beat this <laughs> out, but I got to curse a little. So no, no, we don't bleep shit out on this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Perfect. <laughs> um, so I'm like, you know, stuff like that that just like needs to get cleared up. But then at the same time for me, like the way I see it is I'm like, I came like lived in a third world country. As soon as I went from America where everything was peaceful and calm, Israel attacks Lebanon. Mm. And so I went from... Shit, you were there. So I lived through a war. Dude, my family lived through the same war on the other side of the border. No way. Literally 20 minutes from Lebanon and Israel. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's holy fucking shit. That's, that's crazy. crazy. That's my insane. mom lived there like 20 minutes from the border. The one that was in 2006? Yeah, so she wasn't there at the time, but her her sister was. And like wow. all of her kids, she's got like... Well, now she has like 10 kids. I think yeah, at the time yeah. maybe there was four or something. But but yeah, like that. And I had quite a few other that's families. That's crazy. Like, it's I insane. didn't know that. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. so fucking no, and, so I remember like being in Lebanon and like, you know, like right now, like you see like Ukraine, Russia war and you see an explosion and I, and it's different for me watching it mm. because I understand the depths of what it's like to actually hear a bomb. To live and I it. remember being a kid and like, I would hear like an explosion and what it sounds like is like you hear an explosion and then you start you're like, what is that? And then you look outside on the balcony and there's like smoke in the distance, like very, very far away. And then what you hear is car alarms, one by one, inching closer to you as each car alarm is going off from the bomb, the vibration of the bomb. And then all of a sudden, all these car alarms are going on. And then when you get to the last point, depending on how close you are to the bomb, the glass of your house potentially shatters. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah I've so, heard that the windows and stuff. Yeah, the windows and everything, it's just like, that's like how an explosion is. And I remember even like laying in bed, trying to sleep, and like you just see like, uh, like you hear a plane, but you can't see the plane, but what you can see is... Um, the trail like the, or whatever? Like, I don't want to say bullets because it's it's not really bullets from an airplane, right? Mm. But you could see the, the, the shooter just like bright lights on every single uh, shooter. And it wasn't like mis missiles, but like it was definitely gunfire. It's gunfire. Like the sparks or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, there was like gunfire, red. just the red, red. It was like Star Wars, like just like going through. Nuts. But way scarier because you're laying down in bed and you just like don't understand what it is or what's happening. And I, and what, I remember what like... What city were you in? Was this in Be I was in Beirut. Beirut? Yeah. Wow. I was in Beirut. So I, like, I remember like going in the window and my mom I was like, get away, get away from the window. Like, you don't know, because the glass. And I didn't know. She's like, we got to get canned food. We never know when they're going to close the grocery store. Like, we need to run to the hallway. Like, is there mm. a basement? Like, freaking out. Like, things like that. And all of a sudden, it's like, there's like an urgency for whether or not you're going to die, but you don't fully understand it, because I was like nine years old at the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I lived through a war in Lebanon, and and started to have to like learn Arabic and like to like understand everything and like what's going on. And it was like an ex it's extremely religious. Right. But, but in a way they like Lebanon and Beirut is like 
the most Western part of the Middle East. And they, in, an, in another nickname, they call it kind of like the Vegas of the Middle East. Yeah. You no, know? I've heard Beirut is dope. I, yeah. Some of my favorite DJs always play there. It's, it's a the party parties. city. Yeah, like yeah. you have like Tale of Us and Peggy yeah. Goo and all these amazing DJs going and playing. So it's definitely like more liberal and like more open than other Middle Eastern countries. But it's still got a lot of setbacks and like extremists, uh, you know, Islamic extremists and stuff like that that just like really impact your way of thinking about certain things. That must have been so hard. So you were, when you first moved there was when, that first year was when the war started, right? Yeah. So you didn't even have time to really adjust to Lebanese culture yet. I mean, obviously no. you are Lebanese, so you are right. born that way, but still you're coming from California. It's such a different, where in California were you born again? Orange County. Orange County. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. You're not even like coming from LA. You're coming no, from OC. No, it was like, it was like boring, wow. quiet Orange County. Like, That's where I went to like, high school, by the way. Mission, really? Yeah. yeah in like, Irvine. I was in like Mission Viejo, Rancho I, Santa Margarita, Laguna Niguel. Like, yeah. All of that. Yeah. So I did all of that and it was like, you know, so quiet. Like yeah. I don't even remember so really. So fucking white, dude. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't even remember any of my time like really being there like a small snippets of like childhood and shit you know mm. and then it was just like boom like explosions and war and everything and like and then after that it was like me going into school and I would change schools every year because my brother was like kind of a troublemaker so he'd get kicked out and then I'd leave with him and then finally like I hit like I think like 10th ninth grade or something mm. and he got kicked out and I was like mom I'm not, I'm not switching schools with him anymore. Like I finally have friends. Like I'm finally like getting used to socializing. I like hate being the new kid, you know, on the block. Like even like getting into web three, like I'm like the new kid on the block. You I know? Feel like, well, at this point you're like the OG kid on the block. <laughs> yeah, okay, I, I moved around so much. I was always a new kid, but don't you feel like being the new kid helped you in terms of like, just, maybe not all the social skills, but being adaptable. You know, if you go anywhere to any party, to any country, you're visiting, whatever, you feel like you can really make yourself at home or, or at least have a good time to a certain extent? I feel like you definitely have a certain exposure that makes you appreciate things a lot more. That's for sure. You know, yeah. like, like if I'm at a party here, right? It could be any party. Mm. But I'm at a party knowing I can be myself. And it's that little thing where I'm like, I'm so happy to be here for that reason, you know? Yeah. So you feel like you can be more yourself because you've been exposed to so many new people over time that you, like, you're not, you're people not only comfortable around a certain sect kind yeah. of thing. Well, well, people that are more mentally open, I think, mm. you know, because like Middle Eastern background, like even take, for example, like modeling. I remember when I first wanted to start modeling, people would be like, oh, like to my mom, like, are you really going to let your daughter go and be a model? Like girls that model, they're like whores. Like it's a bad industry. <laughs> like you don't know what they have to do to get to the top and mm. this and that. And you know, it, it can be a slippery slope. You know, there there's like a dark side and a good side to like everything, right? Yeah. But you know, I, I ended up just like leaving. I left the Middle East so that I could model and things turned out okay. But you know, being around people in America where there's so much open-mindedness and mm. like a more willingness to like go follow your dreams, go figure this out, go get it, go speak up. Like something I, I learned most from my mom and like being years to go speak up because being in the Middle East, like I would say something when I was younger and my grandma would be like, stop talking. You don't know what you're talking about. Mm. And my mom would intercept and she'd be like, don't tell her that, you know, she's young. She needs to know that she could like speak her opinion and say what's on her mind because otherwise she'd be too afraid to, you know, which kind of brings me back to, you know, when we were talking about like TikTok and like me, you know, discussing content. Yeah. yeah, discussing things there. Like I'm still getting used to that because I'm not quite used to like speaking 
And it has a lot to do with that background that I have. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, I think coming from, I was very lucky because I am obviously, we're Moroccan Jewish. And yeah. I mean, I think we have similar tendencies. Middle Eastern culture is so similar. And a lot of people, I, a lot of people don't understand that, especially when they're, you know, here, women are so much more empowered. I mean, you can really like do whatever you want. The stigma is so gone. But I think I was really fortunate to be a Moroccan in LA as opposed to in another city with a lot more Moroccans mm -hmm. because I think when there's the communities are so big they can become quite toxic like I had Nicole yeah. on the show and we were talking about Iranian culture especially right. within LA and there's so many Persians here right. and so because of that a lot of those norms come here mm -hmm. and you don't get some of that western benefit right yeah or like it sort of skews in the middle yeah whereas I think I was kind of like fortunate. Pi pigeonholes it yeah. yeah and so obviously so you're coming from so do you do you remember though when you were in Lebanon obviously you haven't had time to adjust yet the war is just starting but do you do you remember that it was significantly different than Orange County do you remember thinking oh, that for sure like what was in your what was going through your mind at that time I mean How I was thinking that it? I went from a country that has electricity and clean water all the time to a city that is in war they're dropping ceasefires mm. papers in the air electricity's gone for like four to eight hours a day I'm filling up boxes for, for refugees with food. I'm volunteering. Mm. I'm like 10 years old and I'm like, I'm going to go volunteer because whatever, I have nothing else to do. And I'm filling bags of pasta and distributing rice and stuff. That's a huge <laughs> yeah, yeah. difference from like fucking Mission Viejo. <laughs> yeah, from Orange County, like Mission Viejo, where there's nothing going on, like literally nothing ever. Were you, <laughs> you know, like, so fucking like true. there's literally nothing. <laughs> like I think of Orange County and I'm like, I'm like, I remember thinking, why do Americans smoke so much weed? Oh, because there's literally nothing to do. <laughs> like, you go to Orange County and you're just like, I'm so bored, actually. I'm going to go get high and go to In-N-Out or Taco Bell. And your food options in other areas, if you're not in a big city like L.A. or Miami, too, are like so, so limited. So limited. It's like, you want breakfast? You're going to IHOP. <laughs> and it's like, I don't want IHOP. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Yeah, you know? no, I hear that. I, were, were you mad at your mom for bringing, like, was there a sense where you were angry at any point? Or, uh, I, I, I don't know, that's kind of crazy. I think, you know, I wasn't angry right away because I didn't fully understand. You didn't click. You were so didn't young. Click. It's like, how do you even have emotions about that kind it's of called, shit? Then? It's called trauma. You develop trauma. Yeah. I talked about it with my therapist. You know, you talk to your therapist, they're like, she's like, wow, so moving around a lot? Oh, you know, must have been really tough on you. <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, you want to tell me that again? Like, mm -hmm. so remind me of it. Yeah. Um, but no, I definitely didn't process it like in the beginning, you know, yeah. and like that first year, like you're, you know, you're kind of in survival mode because you're like, oh, I survived the wars there. What's going on? Can I go to school? Can I not go to school? That kind of thing. And with time, like I started to just feel like I don't really want to be here. I can't imagine my life here. I miss being in America. Like. You know, and, and I'm like, I want to like go model. I really wanted to model like at that age. Where did like, that come from? Where did that, I think I just strong I, urge. I think I got, you know, bullied a little bit for being like tall and skinny. You know, you get the whole cliche. You're like a giraffe. Like, and me bullied for short and fat. <laughs> <laughs> The contrast. Like around small you know, child. I, I, I think kids are just like really lost in the sauce. And yeah, like they yeah, just they are. They're they're they got their own insecurities. And when you're young, you don't understand that people have their own insecurities to work through. So they're so quick to go and tell you something and mm. be like, oh, you're you're like this. And I remember kids like grabbing my wrist and be like, your wrist is so small, it's literally the size, or like my your arm is so small, it's literally the size of my wrist. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> Great. what do you want me to say? You know what I mean? And so at one point, I think I was like uh, 16, 
And um, one of my friends had the number of this fashion designer named Zohair Murad. Yeah. Who, you know, he sells dresses, like mm -hmm. amazing, amazing dresses, whatever. And for some reason, one day I see my friend, I'm like, dude, you got like a weird haircut. What's going on with you? <laughs> and he's like, oh, my friend Zohair told me to cut it like that. I'm like, you know what? Can you give me his number actually? And he's like, yeah, sure, I guess. So I call Zohair. And he answers this random 15-year-old girl. Wow. Like, random 15-year-old girl. It's pretty crazy. It's kind of like calling Carl Lagerfeld, and he actually <laughs> yeah. picks up the fucking phone, you know? Yeah. So he picks up the phone, and he's like, hey, like, I'm like, hey, I'm, like, this person's friend, like, whatever, I really want to model. And he's like, no. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Shut up. Did he flat out say no? He's like, he's like, I was like, I want to model for you, whatever. I don't know anything about modeling, you know? And he's like, no, like, no, that's, like, not how it works. <laughs> And, he, and then, and then like, from here to here, I'm like, come on, like, whatever. And then he's like, okay, fine, you can send me an email. I go, like, take photos, whatever. The photo's not very good, mm -hmm. you know. Send it to him, and I'm like, this is my height, this is my whatever. He ignores the email, obviously, because same thing I would do. You know how many girls, like, they DM you, like, what are you going to sit there and give advice to every single person? Like, it's really difficult yeah, to do. Hard. And, like, every person, like, especially him, he's, like, built, like, a fashion empire. Like, he doesn't have time for, like, some random girl, mm. you know? And so I, I end up just, like, sending him another message. And I, or I called him, and I'm like, hey, did you get the email? <laughs> and he's like... Yeah, like, you know, I can't help you, whatever. And I was like, look, why don't you just meet me face to face to face? And if you don't like me after you meet me face to face, I'll succumb to whatever your decision face to is. Face to face to face to face. Face to face. <laughs> meet me face to face, I'll succumb to whatever your decision is. And he's like, okay, fine. Nice. So I take Persistence, my, yo. I, yeah, persistence. So I take my mom and my mom's like with me, just following me around being like crazy, absolutely crazy child. <laughs> And I remember walking to his office and there was just like this long, huge table and I've never seen so many magazines in one place. And I remember seeing like pictures of like Cara Delevingne and Cindy Crawford and Miranda Kerr and Tyra Banks. And I was like, oh my God, mom, look how many magazines there are. This is crazy, you know? And he like walks in the room and he looks at me top to bottom and he's like, I'm like, hey, it's so nice <laughs> to meet you. And he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, you too. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? And then like from here to here, I'm like, look, I really want to model. I really like, I blah, blah, blah. I'm talking my way through it like a mm. sales where it's like I'm selling myself, you know? And he just leaves the room <laughs> and he walks out and he makes a phone call to this casting director in Paris. And her name was Corinne Licia. To this day, I still have no idea what this woman looks like. <laughs> have you never, never met, met her? I've never met her. But she's like who started your modeling career, so, basically. So hold up, I'm explaining. So, so... He calls her and he's like, you know, I have this girl, blah, blah, blah. And, and she's like, okay, send me her photos. So I send her my photos. Three months go by. I hear nothing from her. I'm like, oh, fuck, like this sucks. Mm. And then she randomly sends me a message. She's like, hey, can you come to Paris next week? And I've never been to Paris. So I go to my mom. I'm like 15 years old. I'm like, mom, like, can we go to Paris? Like she sent me a message and my mom's like, okay, let's, let's go. Nice. And so I skipped out on like a week of school. And I remember like, I remember going and asking the principal for time off. Cause it was like a week off of school. Like I'm going to have so much stuff to catch up on. And I didn't, I didn't want to tell any of the kids at school that I'm going to go meet modeling agencies. Cause I didn't want to get bullied and feel bad about myself before it. Mm. So I remember telling all of my, all of my, uh, like all the students and all my friends in school. I remember telling all my friends in school that I'm going to go visit my uncle in Paris and I don't have an uncle in Paris, <laughs> you know? And I remember going to the principal and the principal, I was like, I'm going to go see my uncle in Paris. And he's like, 
you're not going to Paris to see your uncle, are you? And I was like, no. And he's like, you're going to go meet modeling agencies? And I was like... Did everybody know you wanted to be a model at this point? Was it... Some knew, like, some girls were like, do you, ever, do you really ever think you're going to be, like, friends with, like, Victoria's Secret models? And, like, you really ever think you're going to be a model like that? And blah, blah, And I'm friends with all of those girls now, like, a good amount yeah. of them. Like, you know, and I, like, fought for that shit for a long time. But it wasn't like that. And I, and I got bullied about it and, you know, whatever. But... My teachers and stuff were super supportive. So nice. Like, That's super really supportive. Hear. Yeah. The principal was like, he was like, you're going to go try and model? I was like, yeah. And he's like, good luck. You know? And nice. so, so yeah. So I ended up going to Paris and I like met with all these modeling agencies like Next and IMG and stuff like that. And then Next eventually was like, if you're moving to LA and you want to start there, like we can connect you to Next in LA. And then I ended up going to, you know, we went back to Lebanon. I had like all these ca cards from all these people. I did like my first round of meeting modeling agencies and it was like pretty crazy step. Like I was like, I didn't get like a no. I got a, you're too short for Paris and you're a baby. <laughs> you know, you're still growing, but you know, let us know if you're gonna start in LA. Yeah. And I ended up signing my first modeling contract with Next in LA and I begged my mom, like I was like, mom, please like, let's move back to America. I really wanna pursue modeling, blah, blah, blah. blah. And, you know, that brings us to what is now, like, how many years? Like, 10 years or something? Mm -hmm. Like, 9, 10 years? Well, how old are you now? 25? 25. So yeah. I did, like, 9 years in in California, 7 years. Oh. In, let's do the oh, math. Shit, sorry. <laughs> I have to take antibiotics. Oh, you're good. Ridiculous pause. We can pause it. You do the antibiotics. We can do the math on how many years I've been in America. He's making me take it, like, every 6 hours, which is such, like, inconvenient timing. And it makes you tired. It's annoying. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm always exhausted. Exhausted. <laughs> so I'm exhausted and caffeinated at the same time. Mm. Um, so okay, so you signed with Next. So you were so that entire time from like nine to sixteen, you were in Beirut. I was in Beirut doing school regularly, um, just like regular school, getting bullied here and there. But did you ever like get into it? Did you build like a life there, friends? Like what was the or was it mostly a uh, like were there what were the positives of that experience? Because it must have done you know something. I feel like it. I would say the positives of it was like learning how to connect with family and like have my cousins, but like also like me and like half mm. the family still kind of fucking hate each other, you know? So it's like, fun. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of, one of those situations, but like I had a great time, like with like my grandma, she's hilarious. Like, you know, I saw the video of you uh, seeing her, visiting her or whatever after seven yeah, years. Oh, yeah. So, so cute. it was like a long time. And like my, my grandma will be like, she'll, she'll look at me. She'll be like, you look different. Do you do something to your face? <laughs> and I'm like, no grandma, I didn't. She's like, you're lying. <laughs> And I'm like, mom, like, I'm like, grandma, like, you haven't seen me in like seven years. Come on. <laughs> like, yeah. I, you're like, I grew up. <laughs> yeah, I'm growing up. And, you know, so she's like hilarious. But I, I'm super like as much as like the trauma that I've experienced and like the hardships that I experienced being in the Middle East, like war and things mm -hmm. like that, changing schools so much with my brother. I'm super, super grateful for it because I think the urge to leave and to go model and travel the world came from me feeling stuck. And I remember writing like a poem when I was younger and I would always get in trouble in class. Like I would like, I, I took like advanced placement, like English and like biology and like a few other things. And my English teacher was the best. Like she was like, she actually failed me for an entire year. <laughs> she failed me for an entire year of school. And like, you know, we'd be in class and I'm just like daydreaming. I'm like daydreaming of like modeling, leaving. I'm like manifesting, traveling in my head, you know? She'd be like, Laura, like pay attention. 
And she'd be like, analyze this poem. And I, I'd go in and analyze the poem. And she's like, okay, you can go back to sleep now. I'm like, cool. <laughs> cool. Just okay, like, you can go back to sleep Yeah, you, now. Can, you can go back, pass out now. Mm. And um, yeah, so basically, like, she, she was fucking awesome in the sense of, like, she failed me an entire year, like, made me push myself more. By the end of the year, she actually, like, rounded everybody's grades up to what they actually were. And she was like, Laura, you're number one in the class. I was like, damn, you really fucking gave me, like, <laughs> 60s and 50s for, like, an entire year? I was like, I thought I was going to have to repeat my whole grade or something, you know? Oh, wow. So at the end, it was all fine. You yeah. Were, you like, were literally the, the best student yeah, in the class. Yeah, I had, like, an A. And, like, she, she told me, like, I remember one time, like, she, had like, cornered me. And she was like, name one person in the class that's smarter than you. And I literally opened my mouth to say this kid's name. And she's like, you know that you have the highest analytical skills in the class. And I was like... No. Oh, that's quite refreshing to hear from a teacher. Yeah, I was like, I'm like 16. I don't fucking know like <laughs> what kind of analytical skills I have. Like now I know I've done I've done tests and it says I'm like nine. I'm not like a super genius, but mm. I'm as far as being analytical, I'm like 99 percent higher uh, higher analytics than like the nice. average person or something. It's probably why you're, you like crypto and stuff. Yeah, I'm like yeah, I'm like detail oriented, uh. like things like that, or like analyzing people, like comes like kind of easy to me. Mm. But like, ask me to do math and forget about it, <laughs> you know? So like crypto and stuff, like what if you had to analyze the math problem? <laughs> oh my god, that's the worst. How many apples does John have when he puts five in the cart and six in his ass? Yeah, <laughs> John has a lot of fucking apples. Like I don't know, you tell me. Yeah, John has worst. no oranges, and that's all we know. Yeah, but he has one orange that looks like an apple. How many apples does he have? God damn it. Uh, I fucking hated math. I hated math. I, um, so it's, I saw, yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's interesting because, you know, do you know who Sarah Edan is by any chance? No. She's cool. She was Miss Iraq okay. and she's a friend of mine. I love her. And I went to her apartment once and she told me like her whole story. Mm. And she was in Iraq when, during the Iraq war, when the oh, Americans wow. were bombing them. And she ended up like working for the Americans at wow. one point and then getting her thing here. And it's really crazy to hear kind of some of the similarities mm. of your guys' stories and how she explains the feeling of the bombs and like, especially when they're coming from a plane, it's just a really right. different sensation. And right. so it's, it's, I, and also, I mean, that obviously led to a lot for her and sort of the motivation to drive her career and to, to help. She does a lot of like peacemaking stuff. She's really into that. Right. And I think it's a really beautiful thing. And so it's interesting how different parts of our traumas can create this motivation for yeah. different areas of us. Yeah. And I think also the bullying thing, do you know who Matt Belinsky is? That guy? He's so like the, very familiar. Yeah, very he's one familiar, of like yeah. our friends. He's, you know, yeah, at the yeah. after party house or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he posted something recently that was kind of fascinating. It was like a tweet that someone put out on uh, bullying is bad, yes, but if we eliminate, like some bullying can lead to positive things. Mm. And I always think about that. And it's not to say that I appreciate the bullying that I had thrown my way or the bullying that I sent in other people's ways, which, you know, like I definitely admit to some of that. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that it is an interesting concept because some of the best people I know have been through the hardest fucking things. Yeah. And some of the some of the most hardworking and some of the coolest people and the most enjoyable yeah. people to hang out with that yeah. I know have been through like the most insane things. Like if you ever hang yeah. out with like a super loaded person who like grew up in fucking Aliso yeah. Viejo and has never left. Yeah. It's it's a different vibe. Like there's not as much character there. So it's I don't know. It's interesting to hear people's origin stories like you're talking about because I do feel like it gives you a whole other layer and probably a whole other layer with your modeling too, no? I think bullying is like something that people should just like never do, you know? It, I think it makes people feel bad for nothing and it's literally one of the dumbest things that people do and I think it's a bad example of the potential intellect that human beings have. Yeah. And I think that... But kids are stupid. Kids are stupid. Their intellect you is know, not but, really there yet. They're like yeah. fucking idiots. Yeah, and it's like the reality of it is is like you don't know what kind of traumas you're incurring on somebody Cause and it's like, yeah, what, what you're causing, like, it's just so, like, so fucking dumb, mm. you know? And, and 
I do think that experiences and hardships is different. And yeah, yeah, that's for sure, like for sure. Character building, you know? So like I don't feel like people need to endure like a form of bullying in order to like get to a certain place in their life. But I think like I wish kids were more open-minded and more naturally supportive, but it's hard to do that because as a kid, natural you know, natural feelings of maybe like jealousy, like things like that. Insecurities like usually take over and you end up just acting the wrong way. Yeah. You know, do you think that when, first of all, when did you first realize that you were a lesbian? Do you feel like that played into this? So in not feeling kind of as far as wanting to leave the Middle East and my sexuality at that point, I had no idea. Right. Cause you know, you're pretty young. It's hard to kind of know. I had no idea. I had certain friends in school that like, you know, like I would be like you trying to, hot. <laughs> well, I didn't actually get to thinking they're hot. So what happened was I think like my thought process was I'm not cool. I'm a nerd. Like mm-hmm. secretly, like what outside of here? Can't tell right now. <laughs> can't tell right now. I'm a nerd. Like I'm like, just like, I'm a dork. You know, mm-hmm. I like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. Like catch me playing with action figures. Like I'm that girl, right? Dude, you'd love Maude. She's got a whole like geek uh, media I, company and I stuff. Would love it's that. fucking I sick. Lo- She's like a gamer, that. has yeah, like a, a so lightsaber and shit. I love that. So I'm like, so I'm like, you know, like I'm like a nerd and shit, you know? And so... Just like, you know, my when it comes to my sexuality, I had no idea. Like, I remember just having, like, a few friends in school, and they were like, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm not that cool. I'm going to go try and befriend all the hot girls. Mm. And so I started, Interesting like... strategy. Yeah, so I started... You know, maybe maybe I subconsciously like them for another reason, mm. but I'm like, oh, that one's pretty. I'm going to go be friends with her. That one's pretty too. She's pretty too. She's pretty too. That one's really pretty. She's going to be my best friend, <laughs> you know? And, 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 and that's like one of those like I'm gay moments, but you don't know that you're gay <laughs> is when you want to have the only blonde girl with blue eyes in school be your best friend. Like literally it's like 5,000 students. There's one girl with blonde hair. I'm like that one, that one you're that like, looks you. exotic. <laughs> you, you are the children. One. I love how the blonde hair, blue eyes. That's like, that's exotic for us. That yeah, shit is super fucking exotic. exotic. Yeah, like I come to America and they're like, oh, like my type is like you, and I'm like, my type is like the white girl over there. Like, damn, she got a booty on her too. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Cut this out. <laughs> I was actually gonna ask you, like, do, I was gonna ask you, like, do, are girls into asses the same way guys are into asses? I think it depends on the girl. Does it? Because yeah. guys are really into, I maybe just because I have an ass, so that's usually what is, like, discussed the most, but I feel like that's such a huge draw. I would say, like, my, like, okay, like, I think most, I, how do I say this without it sounding like a complete piece of shit? Just say it. Uh, <laughs> so... I, most of the girls that I like hook up with or have a thing with are like similar in size to me. Yeah, you do. You do seem to date like everyone that's like just everyone is. You're like, all equally so hot. They're it's like stressful. They're like actually. five seven to like five ten, maybe five eleven, mm. because like I'm a little bit more masculine in energy. And the truth is, like, I don't want to be physically outweighed. Mm. And that's hard because I barely weigh anything. I'm like, you know, I'm like 115 pounds, but I'm trying to be like the macho one, you know? And I'm like, I can't really be the (laughs) macho one if she's like bigger than me. I'm just going to get manhandled, you know? So like, that's the truth of that, you know? So it's not because you're just so attracted to yourself that you want to get with people who look like you. Just like hot girls. (laughs) Fuck. I'm an idiot for hot girls. Oh, especially if they've never been with a girl. I'm like that one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that one is perfect, you know, because I'm yeah. like, the truth is like the first thing that I'm looking at is aesthetics, you know, mm. and that's like the more like 
I want to, I'm going to say shallow part of myself, like aside from all this intellect, like realistically speaking, like the first thing you walk into somebody, thing. somebody catches your Absolutely. eye. You're like, oh, that person's so cute. Then if they suck, they just suck. And yeah, everything, absolutely. everything that about their exterior aesthetic just like deteriorates. Yeah. Because and I've met so many girls that are just so ridiculously hot. And then they just start talking. <laughs> and I'm like, God, you are such a fucking horrible human being. Why do you have all this fame? I wish I could tell all your followers about how much of a piece of shit you are. <sighs> Recent experience. Uh, fucking clipping, <laughs> clipping that yeah. for socials. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. I mean, like, you know, like I fucking like went out with this girl recently and I'm like, God, your friends have no idea how much, your fans have no idea how much you're gay baiting. <laughs> Wait, what is gay baiting? I think I maybe do that sometimes. Like girls that act like they're more into girls when they're actually not. Okay, but because you, they but, know it, they're collecting a fan base from it. And I'm like, that's oh, fucking horrible. That's I thought you so meant like baiting literal gay girls because a lot of women hit on me. I'm a very like. Well, it's like the, like this isn't the circumstance. Like the example I'm giving is if like you're posting. Like you're no, no, saying, no, it's different. No, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you're, you're gay baiting yeah. audience. I thought you meant like yeah. at like a club. I was like, well, you I- gay baiting. So, because I'm just a very friendly person. So I never yeah, know who thinks like that. girls? <laughs> Shani. Honestly, your content is like, if, if any content were to turn me, it's your fucking TikTok, Thanks. dude. Thanks, that shit dude. makes lesbianism <laughs> seem so fun. Like, you know, and that's- It makes that's, it seem like the best. Time. I feel like we're like hopping through topics. <laughs> I'm like, and it's good because I feel like- this my, my YouTube <laughs> chapters are going to be hilarious. We're going to like, war, yeah. lesbian, hot girls, war, lesbian. This, 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 <laughs> Modeling. This makes me realize I'm like, I was having this conversation with somebody the other day of like, I can't talk to people that don't have ADD like me. Mm. Because then it's like you're hopping through these topics, but it just doesn't make sense to people that don't have ADD. But to be honest, a lot of podcast listeners, they can lose their focus quick. So, yeah, so like, it brings it back. Yeah, makes here it we go. We're, we're snapping yeah, through. Yeah. So, uh, well, well, I think we should seal off that first idea that we had, right? Of, of, Which one was the first one? My <laughs> sexuality, like me feeling limited in my sexuality yeah, yeah. being in the Middle East. So at that point, I had no, no idea, idea. No idea why I liked all of these girls, things like that. Mm. I come to America. I'm like, maybe I'm bisexual. Ooh. Okay. When did wait, when did that start? So 16, we moved to America. I signed my first modeling contract with Next, right? Okay. And I'm like still living in Orange County. I haven't moved to LA yet. And I'm like talking to two friends of mine that I have that are like, yo, we turned out gay. You know, <laughs> they're like, we turned out gay as fuck. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, I think I might be bisexual. Like, I don't know. You know, and I have no clue. I'm, like, trying to go on dating apps, like, trying to, like, talk mm. to girls, you know, like, whatever. And all these girls look, like, bizarre, like, and, like, you know, they're, like, I feel bizarre because I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know how to hit on girls. And, like, one girl's cute. One girl's a porn star. One girl's, <laughs> one girl's like, you know, lives in Long Beach. And I'm, like, okay, this is so bizarre. Everybody's so different. Like, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. Wait, but did you like guys like did you have crushes on guys yes okay yes so okay so okay, but i liked it. guys that didn't make a move on me right <laughs> sure, sure i mean i also <laughs> like a lot really of guys sound, I, I think that's like, like it made my, sense to you but it's i like them. well you have to understand i didn't grow up hot so like that was all the guys that i liked it's <laughs> fucking depressing that was fucked up. so many guys that i like <laughs> expressed my feelings for that turned me down i mean it was br it was brutal but i think that was not because of how i looked and more because i was not it's not there yet i think i had like zero game whatsoever when i was in the middle east that's for damn zero sure. game, game and that was exist. when that was when i was talking to guys and like 
um, there oh, was you were talking guys. to guys in the Middle East. Yeah, because that's oh, that's when it, you know, got like it. you know, of course you've never heard of like what a lesbian is yeah. when you're young. <laughs> like I, you don't know, like girls liking girls, like anything like that. So I liked. There was two guys that I really liked, and one of them's name was you know his name was Danny. And he had like black hair and green eyes, like a little nose, Ooh. you know, kind of looked like a girl, <laughs> like, but like a really pretty You're boy. Like, Danny like, was so pretty. Yeah, he was like he was like a little Justin Bieber, you know. Obviously, like that fucking you think you think it would have made sense. Like, there's just things I look back at now that I'm like, gay. <laughs> all the hot, all the hot girlfriends. All the hot, all the hot girlfriends. best friends. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like I remember at one point, like like one of my friends, like I like walked in on my room and like for some reason the girls were changing and they were like both in their bra. And I remember just like staring hilarious. I'm like literally mouth open, just like going between both of them. And they're like, they're like, yo, Laura, are you good? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and like one of my other friends, I remember like, she's like changing her clothes. And like, she said, I just stared at her for like five minutes. She's like, Hey, Laura, like, is everything okay? And I'm like, yeah, why? And she's like, because you've been staring at me for like 10 minutes. And I was so like, the signs were really there. And I was like, really? And I was like, just like a natural, like that just really goes to show like you don't choose to be gay. Like it's yeah. just there. Like I didn't know. I still didn't realize that until years later. And then back to the guys thing, like there was like two guys that I really liked this guy that was like pr a pretty boy. And I liked him for like a year. But mm -hmm. it's also because we didn't kiss. We didn't do anything like maybe occasionally held hands. Yeah. Do you think if you tried to kiss, you'd be turned off? Like you would have been like, ooh. And normally other guys that like I had a thing with, like as soon as they would kiss me, I'm like, one gotta go and it's me. I'm out. I'm out. Just fucking gotta go. Gotta go. You know, and I didn't understand it. Like, I remember, like, I dated one guy that was cute, kind of looked like like a little Nick Jonas. It was all, all good. Everything was fine. Same scenario with another guy that I dated for, like, nine months. Everything's great. All this great. is in Orange County at this point, right? All of this is still in Lebanon. Oh, you're dating guys. You're, like, this actually is, dating guys I'm in trying. Lebanon. I'm trying. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, like, 14 to 16. Like, you're, like, a child, Damn, okay. you know? Okay, all right. So I'm, like, going out with all these, like, guys. And then as soon as they would kiss me, I'm, like, I don't like them anymore. Like, I don't, I don't know mm. why. And I didn't understand it. I had no idea. Like, things like that. Time I got to America. I'm 16. I'm in America. And I'm, like, talking to my two friends that are into girls. And I'm, like, I think I might be bisexual. Like, I don't know. Whatever. And I start, you know, I'm like, start modeling. Like a year goes by, I'm now modeling like in LA, like whatever. I'm starting to meet cuter, like male models. And I'm like, oh, okay, like whatever. Still not quite figured out the whole thing with the girls. And sorry, male models cracks me up. It just makes me think of Zoolander. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're very <laughs> so what do you like, think like about male models. <laughs> yeah, so this this last guy that I like went out with, like I like probably was like talking to him for like two weeks to like a month or like maybe like a month. Mm. And he was beautiful. He was like six foot four, like abs, like blue eyes, big pink lips, blonde hair, you know, tan skin. Nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love fucking you know, chiseled abs. Like, that shit is hot. Like Abercrombie model hot, but hotter. Yeah. And I was like, this guy is like aesthetically a straight 10. Mm. You know, anything else? Not a 10. <laughs> you know, not a 10. And, you know, like, I'm like, okay, go to, I go to my friends. I'm like, you guys. I think I'm bisexual. I think I'm going to hook up with this guy. I think I'm going to do it. And each one of them gives me different advice. I've never slept with anybody at this point. So one of my friends is like, I would do it. You know, you don't know when you're going to be comfortable enough to hook up with a guy again. Another friend. <laughs> That's a fucking hilarious she, piece of advice. She turned out gay, by the That's way. That's a hilarious piece <laughs> yeah. of advice. So she goes, she's like. It's like, quick, fuck a guy before you turn lesbian. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you never know when you're going to feel comfortable. And then and then this other other friend is like, I don't think you should do it. I think you should wait until you're like in love with somebody Aww. to sleep with them. And then the third one was like the best advice. I now know this. 
And she was like, you know, I have friends that are gay guys that didn't need to sleep with a girl to know that they're gay. Mm. So obviously mm. I went with what the first girl said. And I was like, I'm going to go fuck this guy. <laughs> you know, I was like, you know, at this point I'm like 17. I'm like, I'm going to go do it. I'm literally going to go hook up with this guy. Like he's cute. Like let's go. <laughs> and so I call him. I'm like, all right, pick me up. Like, let's go. Like whatever. And we're like driving. He's like, oh, let's go back to my place. I'll cook you dinner. And I'm like, yeah. All of a sudden we're in the car. My heart. Wait, let's go back to my place. How old was he? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Like he was probably like 25. Oh, shit. No, like maybe I was probably actually like 18 at this point, like early 18. I don't know. Like, yeah, like early, I was having that conversation like late 17, 18. Some shit. Got it, like got that. it, got it. So, because I remember thinking he's legal. I remember thinking he's legal, but he was definitely like 25. But he's definitely older. He's definitely older. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I think he was like at least. Like I mean, when I was when I was like 17, 18, I I hooked up with some mid 20 year olds. <laughs> I never like talked to guys that were my, my age. They were always like three years older. Yeah. And then the one, the guy that I liked the most in Lebanon, like after the other guy with black hair and green eyes, was another guy with black hair and green eyes, just like way more buff. So that's clearly your male type. Like if yeah. you did have one, that yeah. was like well, but also guys our age at that time are are fucking idiots. Do people remember what guys are like in high school? The buffoons is what they are. They're idiots. Yeah. Buff buffoons. Buffoons. Like, buffoons. Literal total. buffoons. Yeah, like the worst. So he takes you back to his place. So he's like cooking dinner. No, so we're in the car. Oh. We're in the car, and my heart starts beating so fast. Like I'm feeling nauseous. <laughs> like, you can hear it. <laughs> like I'm like, like I got like a knot in my stomach, and I'm like, oh my God. Like, and I'm getting hot. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, I don't think I can have sex with this guy. I don't think I could do it. Like, I'm freaking out. And then I go and I'm like, okay, like, uh, um, uh, we should just pull over and like have like a uh, uh, dinner like right here. And he's like, You sure? I'm like, Yeah, I'm a hundred percent positive. <laughs> so anything to not go back to this. This place. is this is actually probably gonna be the best podcast that I've ever made <laughs> because it's my first podcast and also like I'm like We're getting open, all the stories, baby. I'm open book, like all these stories that nobody's ever heard of, but like just great. I, I fucking love, love them. I love it. You're getting the tea, the top of the tea. <laughs> So we go and we're like, okay. And like, we pull over, we have this dinner, whatever. After that, like he gave me a goodbye kiss. And I remember counting the seconds of the kiss in my head, like one Mississippi, two Mississippi. Okay. Maybe one more Mississippi because otherwise it can be weird. Three Mississippi. Okay. I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> like, you know? And, and so I just like dipped and I was like, I can't like, I'm just, something's not clicking, whatever. Yeah. And then like a week later, this uh, girl texts me and she's like, ridiculously hot you know she's got like abs like nice like everything like whatever and i'm not gonna say her name but you know oh because we would ex. know her name everybody would yeah if somebody if it's somebody <clears throat> that's been following me from like being gay for mm. like a long time they would know. they would know they would know um so anyways i like this girl's like messaging me and she's like yeah can you come to like like come meet, meet up with me whatever and i'm like yeah like sure whatever and so I go, I take her for a movie, like whatever. And she kisses me in the theater. Ooh. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, this oh. is the first person you've been with. The first female you've been with, right? This is my, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, this is my first, yeah. So she kisses a me and I'm like. Gay. Yeah, so a baby gay. Yeah, a baby gay. So she kisses me and I'm like, oh my God. Like, I, I really like that. This is what it's supposed to feel like. Like kissing a girl wow. and like being into it and like. 
oh actually liking a kiss yeah actually like enjoying it not counting like the seconds of like how long it is or like what the fuck <laughs> is happening one mississippi yeah like tr- you know and i remember she was brazilian so she's a little spicy mm. and i remember like i go to drop her off at our hotel like i go to drop her off at our hotel and she's like okay are you gonna come up with me and i'm like no <laughs> And she's like, come on, I don't want to sleep alone. And I'm like, I'm like, no. I'm like still a little nervous because I'm yeah. like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm like, I don't, like, no, this is like so weird. Like, we just kissed. Yeah. Like, this is so quick. You know what I mean? She's only, she's visiting town. Like, she lives in New York. And she's like, I want what I want, what I want, when I want it, and I want you right now. And I remember, like, she like came and like licked my ear or something. <laughs> And I was dying. I was like, I was like, oh my god, I'm like feeling things. Like I don't know what's happening. And she's like, she's like, come on, come upstairs with me. Damn. And I'm like, with like an accent and everything. And I was like, no. This went on for like I want to say like ten minutes. Then she goes, okay, fine. Gets out of the car, opens the door, and then I'm like, oh, thank God, she's out of the car. I'm gonna make it back to LA. Like I'm going. It's good. I'm calling it a night. And she opens the car door up. Oh fuck. Gets back in the car and she's like, you have three seconds to decide whether or not you're coming upstairs with me. (laughs) And I fucking parked the car and I got out and I was like, yes, ma'am. Wow. (laughs) And I get up and I go to the hotel room and I call my sister. My mom's out of town. My mom, like at this point, doesn't know that I'm gay. Mm. Not talking about it. I don't even know if my mom knows But you at that point thought you were bisexual, right? I'm 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 still thinking I'm bisexual. Right, right. I'm still thinking I'm bisexual. I have no clue. But you've like told your sister you think you're bisexual, da-da-da. Yeah, so I go to my sister, I call my sister, hey, like, I don't want you to worry about me tonight, I'm not coming home, I'm going to spend the night at the hotel with this girl, she told me that she's afraid of sleeping alone. My sister starts dying, laughing on the phone, (laughs) she's like, she's like, Laura, you're an idiot, she's going to fuck you, have fun, bye, I love you, and I was like, I'm like, huh? That's hilarious. I go, I'm laying in the bed thinking like a fucking baby gay. Like, I'm like a baby gay. We're going to have an amazing night of romantic sleep. She comes out. Romantic sleep? Romantic sleep, you know? (laughs) And she comes out. We're going to cuddle. In lingerie. Oh, shut the fuck up. And I was like, damn, that's really like intense for the first of anything. Even if you're gay, not gay. Is that common for lesbians? And I was dying. I was like, wow. I was like, she came out. In lingerie, this, I mean, like, aesthetically, this girl is, like, a 10. Yeah. You know, like, like she, there was a lot of wrongdoing in the future, but, like, on her end, but, like, she was a 10. Like, mm. at this point, I'm, like, damn, like, this girl is so hot. And, like, Brazilian and fiery. Brazilian. She's got, like, she's, like, a 32 double D, but, like, a 23-inch <laughs> waist. And I'm, like, an idiot, like, half boy on the inside. I was just dying. I was, like, oh. And then we end up hooking up. Okay, and I'm like, oh, this is what it's supposed to feel like. And I'm like, I think I might be gay. And that was like my aha moment, mm. you know? And and I remember just like laying in bed after we hooked up and I'm like laying there like this, you know, my arms like behind my head. And she got up to go drink water and I'm like looking at her like body and I'm like, oh my God, I am so gay. Like so <laughs> unbelievably gay, you know? Wow. 
And, and like, you know, I was just thinking this girl's so hot. Like she models for Victoria's Secret and shit. Like I just like lost it to like a Victoria's Secret model. I was like losing it like a fucking idiot. That is like any, I think that's any guy's dream. So you really like lived that. I guess. Yeah. Like I was, I was absolutely loving it. And then like, um, fast forward, like we ended up in a relationship for like a year and a half and I moved to New York. Was it right? Like, did you guys start dating immediately after that or was there kind of a, like probably like, like, like we just started like hanging out here and there Mm -hmm. and like, like for probably like nine months went by and she like, didn't want to be in a relationship with me, but like she technically was in a relationship with me and like me being in a first, like first relationship, like I don't understand what that means. Yeah. Like, but now I do, like, because, you know, she did some things with, like, other people and stuff like that. So I had, like, a... She moves to she moves to New York. We live together. And, like, I have a horrible heartbreak. Like, a literal Aww. horrible heartbreak. Like, nobody knows this story. But, like, we go to Coachella. She meets a guy with me at Coachella. And, like, hooks up with the guy, you know? But meanwhile, at that time, like... To the best of my luck, literally the best case scenario that could have happened, there was one other girl that I was head over heels for that was straight, okay? <laughs> head, head over heels for this blonde girl, just like, and like she was like so dope, also like another Victoria's Secret model. And I was like, I remember like walking into this place, like, like I'm not explaining this well. At my, Coachella? My ex and me, we were at Coachella. She meets this guy. She hooks up with this guy. Are they like together after this? They're Coachella? still together until now. And it's like five or six years. It's crazy. Wait, it's so crazy. she turns straight and then so she or, told, or turns bi. And, and, then, and, yeah. then, and then the girl she who's straight, me, you turn gay? Well, she's no, <laughs> hang on. You're jumping, we're jumping to conclusions. But yeah, I love this fucking story. This is like one of my this favorite is such stories. It's a great to tell. story. My head is going crazy. Yeah, it's like, like pinging across each other. Yeah, it's like a fucking like movie. But so so we're at like a year and a half relationship. We go to Coachella, whatever. She meets this guy whose name I'm not going to disclose, you know, friends with like Bella Hadid, Kendall, like this whole crew. And I'm like, okay, obviously way cooler than me at this time. Mm. And so she goes, spends the night at his place, like whatever, thinks I don't know. Simultaneously, like I call her, I'm like, hey, like, you know, like, why'd you spend the night at this person's place? Like whatever. While you're at Coachella together? No, I went back to New York. That's the missing part. She stayed in LA, spent the night at his place. I left to New York. So that explains God. it. I, I was like, I thought you guys were at the festival no, together. So and then right, you guys she meets him at the crazy. festival, spends the night at his place. Mm. I go back to New York. Mm. Okay. And then I call her. I'm like, hey, look, why'd you spend the night at his place? Whatever. She starts yelling at me. You know, I'm still young. I'm like 18 at this point. Like, I have no idea that this means, or like 19. I'm like, I have no idea that this means that a person cheated. Or, like, hooked up with somebody or whatever. Oh, my God. She's going to fucking hate me for fucking saying all this online. But let go and let God. Dude, I mean, it's it's your story also. Yeah. So so this is is the reality of the story, you know? Mm -hmm. So meanwhile, that happens. I'm like, all right. I'm obviously, like, bummed and shit, you know? And I remember going to go meet up with one of my friends. And lo and behold, this girl that I have a major crush on, like, absolutely major crush, this other Victoria's Secret model, and this and and I see her at in this like office of my friends and she's like so sad she's like crying and I'm like oh like is everything okay like I'm gonna go get lunch like do you want to get lunch with me and she's crying about her boyfriend at the time and um she goes yeah sure I have no friends at this point in New York literally no friends I have 
my ex-girlfriend and one of our mutual like best friends. Her okay. boyfriend's not that guy, right? No, no. Oh, this okay. Like because different. my head almost like exploded no. thinking no, that. No, 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 no. I was no. like, wait, fucking no. second. No, no, no. <laughs> so, 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 ex girlfriend is still in LA with the guy. in LA with the guy. All right, right. I'm seeing my other crush. Like, I like the same girls. Like, if if I think a girl's hot, it it's, it doesn't change. It's still the same girls that I think are hot. Yeah. You know. So I see this girl. She's sad about I mean, her boyfriend. I think you're the people you think are hot are hot. Like, thanks. So, yes. <laughs> they're tens. They're yes, all. Yes, they're all tens. They're all tens. <laughs> uh, um, you know. So this girl, she goes. She ends up like having lunch with me. She's Dutch. You know. And I'm like, oh, I, I love the Dutch girls. <laughs> you know. Oh. <laughs> and so, so, you know, we go and, and she's so nice. This girl is so nice. Mm. And she's like talking to me. It's like a little awkward. I'm like, damn, I'm like, I don't know if this girl knows that I'm gay. I have a crazy crush on this girl. <laughs> and, and she's like, okay, like whatever. And leaves. And I'm like, okay, me and my ex, my ex is doing her thing in LA with this guy. Like, you know, whatever. I don't know. And this other girl will not stop texting me. Oh, shit. And I'm like, and she's like, oh, like, what do you like? What do you, what's your favorite food? What's this? What's that? And I'm like, why is this girl asking me all these questions? And, and, you know, we just kept talking and she's like, I'm in Bahamas, but I kind of wish you were with me. Like all these things. I still have no idea. I'm a baby gay. I have no idea how to hit on girls. No idea that a girl's into me. No idea what's happening. So lost. Okay. And so we go and, and, and like, you know, Time is going by. She's talking to me. My ex is now coming back to New York. She comes back to New York and, you know, um, she's on the phone with somebody like the whole time and it's this guy, but she's telling me it's Cammy Marone. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, Who? I, Cammy Marone, who's like Leonardo DiCaprio's current fiance. Oh. Okay. So she must be young then. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> Leo. Side note, the greatest compliment I've ever gotten from one of my friends is that I'm the Leonardo DiCaprio of lesbians. Hey. <laughs> and I make jokes and I'm like, the girls are getting younger too. <laughs> That's like, hilarious. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, last girl I did something with was like 20 years old and I'm like, ah! <laughs> like, you are the Leo of lesbians. Thanks. I'll take I'll take it as a compliment. Yeah. Side note for anybody listening, if you have a hot lesbian friend, <laughs> tell her that she is the Leonardo DiCaprio of lesbians. I guarantee she will love it. <laughs> Make her blush for days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so this um, chick's messaging you from the Bahamas on what, like a modeling trip or whatever? She's on a yacht, like doing her yeah, thing. Having fun. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, I wish you were with me. And so my ex comes back to New York, whatever. I'm she's talking to the guy. I'm talking to this girl. You know, and so, and so, but like, you know, we're still kind of like, should we work things out? I, I don't think this girl's hitting on me yet. Mm. Like, I don't think so at all. And so I'm like, I need to go to London for work. I just signed with like Storm Model Management. I'm working on my modeling career. It's go time. Yeah. So I leave. We decide that we're going to be on a break. And she has no idea, my ex, that every single email that she's sending to herself for some reason is logged in on my phone. So I'm getting every single email. So I'm in London getting email notifications of her sending clothes to this guy's house. Oh, shit. So, so everything, Ubers, what time she's going there, like what time she's going to her hotel. And I'm like, damn, like this is crazy. Like talk about like a, like a trauma of yeah. a breakup. 
Jesus Christ, that's insane. So I call her and I'm like, look, I just want to be broken up. I don't even think we should be on a break because if we're saying that we're going to be on a break, that means that I trust you and I don't. So mm. then I go full force talking to this other girl, okay? This other girl, I'll give her name because I think she deserves the credit. I think she's dope. Okay? Cool. So me and are talking. Well, I got to look up what she looks like. Yeah, like. look up what she looks like. <laughs> I, I don't know. So I don't know how she's gonna feel about me <laughs> putting her name out, but like she's dope. Like you know, I love her. Oh here. Yeah. Oh my god. I what know. the crazy? Fuck Laura. I know. I know. She's hot. She's so hot. She's she's super pretty and super nice. Like she's she's super nice. She does like, look really nice. Super smart too. Like I think she speaks like five languages or something. Oh no way. Yeah. Like super super like you know. So she's a ten. My ex is a ten. But one's nice and one's kind of sour. <laughs> Great. But like, you know. <laughs> well, one's a cheater and the other one is is, is chill. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So so. So this girl's like talking to me like every single day and we're talking and like I'm texting her like a lot and like I'm not going to like disclose the context of the the contents of the conversations but I still have no idea that she likes me and for and I'm staying at her friend's place in London and he tells me he's like by the way I just want you to know that like I think she likes you because I haven't seen her in 2 years and she called me to ask if you could stay at my place in London instead of a model apartment and she also talks to you every day and FaceTimes you every day. Like, I know her. She doesn't do that with anybody. So I'm like, okay. And so I decide, I as I'm going back, I've been in London for a month and I'm going back to New York. Me and my ex are broken up, but she still lives in, at, my, at my apartment. We're still sharing a place. And oh, so, what the fuck? So I'm like, okay, I call my friend Victor and I'm like, can I come and stay at your place? I'd love to figure things out with this girl and see if she actually is into me because as far as I know, like, she's super straight, you know? Mm. And um, I'm like, I would love to, like, figure things out with her and see if we vibe because I feel like I like her before I go run into my ex. I get back to New York. My ex sees that I'm going back to New York. She runs to our apartment because she's been watching, like, and me like comment on each other's photos and she's like oh my god all of a sudden like she she's like who's this other girl you know like you, you know, you're like a kid you want what you can't have yeah. kind of thing so all of a sudden it's like somebody else is playing with your toy and I'm the toy mm. and I'm getting played with by somebody else you mm. know um and so I go and I hang out with this is like the first time that we've been hanging out after like talking for like a month and a half and I am so nervous. I don't remember actually like, oh, it's like the last time I was like that nervous with like a girl. It's like quite difficult to get me there. And I was like mad butterflies, like so we're cute. mad butterflies. And I actually remember like, we didn't really like plan to like, like go hang out. Like I got back to New York and I remember like being on like the side, like I was like walking somewhere, whatever. And she like hit me up on FaceTime. She's like, oh, like, what are you up to? I was like, I'm just like walking around. She's like, oh, like, where are you? Like what cross streets? <laughs> And, and I was like, I don't know, like 14th and like whatever. She's like, oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, look across the street. And so she just like pulled up and like walked and she's like, let's go get some coffee. Like we like oh, hung shit. out, like kind of like, from what I remember, like something like that. And so like we went and hung out, I was like so nervous. And then we were supposed to have dinner that night. So Cute. then I remember taking her to dinner that night. And I just like couldn't eat because I was like so <laughs> nervous, like just so nervous. And then. 
I lived in like financial district and like she lived in Tribeca. So we I, we were like making plans with each other. I'm like, let's go hang out like uptown. We're like, you know, like she's like avoiding somebody, like she's avoiding her dude and I'm avoiding my ex. Oh, so you're like, fuck this area. Let's go. Yeah, well, I'm like, let's go like, let's go like as far uptown as we possibly could before it gets ghetto. Like, you know, uh, so like we're going up and then that was like the first time that we kissed and like, you know, like we're like, you know, she's like, we're confused. Like she's like confused and like, you know, we never ended up like sleeping together but like we talked for like nine months like and now we're like homies and stuff and like Aww. I think like the takeaway from it is she helped me out of a really bad toxic situation that I that I had and I don't know if she like still has those things with her sexuality like she has a boyfriend that she's like super in love with right now and I'm super happy for her but like the way my takeaway is is like I was in a terrible situation and I didn't realize how bad it was because I was so young mm. and she helped me out of it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And then she also gave me like a lot of my friends, like her and one of my other friends named Denise, like introduced me to all of my friends in New York. And I started meeting all of these people and all of these girls. And I started learning like how to flirt with girls <laughs> and how to like be more open. And, yeah. and I think when I first started talking to all of those girls, they would be like, Laura's hitting on me. And like now they're all like my best friends. And it's shifted. And I, and I like to think that this little sand amount of people, like this grain amount of people, I've been able to have a positive impact in their life when it comes to understanding people's sexuality mm. and understanding what it means to have a friend that's gay and that it's not what you think. I'm not butch. I'm not dyke. <laughs> I'm not a guy. And yeah. yeah, I like to get my hair and makeup done. But I'm never, like, never want to do my nails, you know? So, like, yeah. I have, like, certain, like, Oh, that's boundaries. hilarious. I fucking hate doing my nails. I hate it's it. I'm so like, I don't want to sit there for two hours. I'm annoyed. And yeah, I can't use my phone so and shit. it's so annoying. It's just yeah. like, ugh. And then they just get ruined so yeah. fast. But I love getting my hair and makeup done, you know? Yeah. So it's, like, two entirely different things. But, um... I like having them done. I don't like getting them done. It's yeah. a different thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Like, I like having nice clothes. Yeah. Don't like shopping as much. Yeah. Wish we would just get yeah. done to me. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just have it pop up. Yeah. Exactly dress me but no I it's so I I feel like it's um honestly that story's so relatable to so many people regardless of the lesbian aspect yeah. like when you're in a toxic relationship like yeah. that sometimes especially when you don't know other kinds of relationships oh, when you're you so no young yeah. and even like myself I was hooking up with this guy for like eight months I think it was like last year maybe yeah. at this point and it was just horrible. The most like selfish, really obnoxious, whatever. And selfish girls are like selfish people are the worst. Just in bed, it's like a catastrophe. Like yeah. what the <laughs> fuck is going on? It's like an absolute horror. I don't even understand. Like it's crazy. Like I would ask for some things and he would say no. Right. Which I like. I don't. Even, I've never been with anyone who's done right. that. Like that's just. So, it was so weird. Right. But it got so comfortable. It got. I got so used to it and it just became like a regular thing. Well, let me tell you, dating hot girls, majority of the time, it's a me, me, me situation. Are are they? Yeah. Yeah. So like that's so like my my. Well, He's a hot ex. guy, so that actually makes a lot of sense. A very yeah. hot guy. And he's yeah. like, you know, yeah. they're yeah. they're like that. And it's yeah. but it can be really tricky. And then the first guy I got with after him, super selfless, really nice, yeah. just like all of that. And I was like, oh whoa. You gotta pick through the weeds. You forget, you yeah. can forget, you can get so clouded. And so having that kind of relationship where you yeah. got to have a sample of like a genuine connection with yeah. someone, someone yeah. being good to you. Yeah. So, you know what thoughtful, I mean? Thoughtful, like she was super yes. thoughtful, nice. It was like, it was honestly such healthy, like a- Healthy, healthy. Yeah, it was like honestly such like a compare and contrast kind of like situation. Uh. And like, a, it really like, forced me to grow in that way and like learn that difference and like I think everybody can relate to this like your first yeah. heartbreak is the worst most of the time the first person that you date sucks yeah. you know like you don't know yourself you don't know what's good what's not good 
you know and then and i honestly like i just stayed single for like five years until like my last relationship and like my mm. last relationship like she's a sweetheart like i met you guys together right yeah like was, you know thought, she's yeah. ca like carrie like she's super beautiful never like, forget thinking how hot you guys were together i was like this is insane like if you guys produce babies it would have been nuts i know i know honestly dangerous like, to like, the world I, I think she's she's like awesome and like super selfless and stuff like that yeah. but i'm like the type of person like i get like a little bit overwhelmed and i'm like oh like i need to do this work and you know i'm working on like a crypto project and like i still want to like learn how to dj and i'm kind of like in a moment right now where like i'm on like my own spiritual journey mm. feeling like i need to learn to better vocalize myself which is why i'm so happy that we're doing this so that i can help other girls accept themselves and their sexuality so i was like i think i'm just not quite ready for a relationship at this very moment but mm. like my love for like my past relationship is so vastly different than my ex because she was so like good to me we had like minor hiccups and differences like as far as like communication sure. but she was actually a good person mm. like with a good heart and like selfless and that's super hard to find like if i'm like i need to go to this thing like the crypto event where you probably met us she's like okay i'll go with you like she never left me like go like alone or something like that and yeah. like that kind of person is hard to find especially like taking into consideration like somebody's aesthetics and how they look most girls the hotter they get they're not that nice they're really like they're really, honestly guys are quite similar i won't lie like it's yeah a like they're not like and, and then you occasionally like you gotta like filter through them and then occasionally like you find a unicorn yeah like there's some like other girl that i met recently that like we're kind of homies but like maybe we might like talk mm. super dope She's so nice, like spiritual, like ayahuasca, like mushrooms, mm. like super woke. Like I have a lot of shrooms around this house. Yeah. <laughs> so many. I love it. I'm I just love breathe it. in somewhere yeah. and probably taking some shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so she's like, you know, like you just, you kind of got to like weed through people, I guess. And yeah. like a lot of like sour apples, like a lot of girls text me like crazy stuff too. Like some girl t today texted me, she's like, I'm a lesbian. But, like, I just feel like the person that I'm with right now is really special. And I'm like, you're going to tell me that like, your boyfriend of, like, I don't know how many years. Oh, no way. Uh, uh, what? Dude, that's, you know, that that's hard because the, the guy is dating someone who's, like, not, like, that's fucked up a bit. She said they were in an open relationship. Oh, interesting. But I don't know if it's true or not true. I don't, yeah, I never know. I that's, just. When guys tell me that, like, I've, I've. I like I don't know I, I find it so unless I have confirmation that I yeah. know they're actually in an open relationship like I'm not trying to hook up with like I know I feel like that's fake I, all th the time. I think the open relationship is bullshit like normally if a girl tells me she has a boyfriend my response is I won't tell if you won't tell <laughs> and then I just go and tell all my friends because I get so excited I'm like oh my god I have this girl so cute oh I, it's so hard for me to keep quiet about that kind yeah. of shit if I'm getting with someone I want to like sh like just let people like even if it was bad yeah. I want to let people know because then I have a that's yeah. a story either yeah. way i'm trying no, to tell like, people like like i for sure yeah. tell my best friends but like i'll like but there's like some people that you just know like that person is a hard pass don't tell them yeah so you, know? you oh yeah well some people talk a lot but yeah. but you i don't know if you've seen this have you seen the forum the l chat forum dude there's a forum there's a whole 10 page thread about <laughs> you like tracking who you're dating oh my god it's one god. of the funniest like it's crazy dude i tried to check it out like fucking like a week ago i was like i read through like three pages and i was like damn this I is long <laughs> they blocked my IP address. I was like, damn, I kind of just wanted to go hang out with the lesbians that like my I have, story. I have it open on my thing. Yeah. Do, wait, do you, do you, are you serious? They blocked you? That's, yeah, they blocked my IP address. That's actually kind of hilarious. But I don't comment on anything. I don't know how. Like, there's no way they know it's me. Yeah, you know? I was just going to say. Hey, if you guys are on the L chat, you guys could have talked to me. Why would you guys block my account?
<laughs> that's actually so anyways well i didn't have an account it was so funny but yeah they track a lot of like who you get with or pictures yeah, i think there's and... i think the first one with my first ex mm. has like two hundred thousand views or something oh no way yeah oh shit i, I, think I, I just saw your most recent one yeah then. i think there's and i think they started <laughs> i think what they did is they branched off actually and created a new one when they thought i would start dating rosemary and then they would be like, oh, like, they're both at San Ambrose. They both posted the same thing. Oh, yeah, my God, they're I both at Catch yeah. Steak. They're both whatever. Check the screenshot of the story. Look oh at this God. tweet. Oh, Someone my God, Rose and Laura. Rose and Laura. They're in the <laughs> background of this photo. You can see them eating yeah. dinner. Like, it was crazy. I've seen so yeah, many like, of that crazy. shit. And I'm like, these girls, like detectives like <laughs> like send them to the fbi like you got a murder to figure out it's the lesbians the lesbians will fucking figure it out you know oh my god yeah. it's like facebook detectives yeah you need a real detective call the lesbians dude women's in, women in general like i'm I, I always find it so shocking someone's like um oh i've been trying to find his ex like i'm like dude give me five seconds like yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm like like okay hold on I love like, it. it's, I love it's, it. it's quite it's not crazy but but yeah, I saw that forum and I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. Like yeah, they that really track crazy. it. I mean, I think it died down for a little bit because mm. again, I have not been vocal about my sexuality like at all. Mm. And this is the first time in eight years of my life that I'm like, I'm ready to be out. I'm sick and tired of hiding who I am. It hasn't helped anybody or done anything. Mm. And now uh, that's kind of what brought me to like the TikTok. And yeah. I think now there's some more activity going up on the forum because of that. And I, you know, had this one day where I just like went to my now ex-girlfriend, Carrie, and I was like, she's been wanting us to be publicly out for a while. And I fought her on, I was like, it's not easy for me. Like, mm. you know, I was like, I don't want to. And like, she was really loving and like, you know, um, open to being out, you know, and she's, you know, as like a, she's not a lesbian. She's like in the middle, like bisexual, you know, like kind of like likes both. I really admire that now, like her ability to be out with a girl. It's like really, really inspiring. And I think yeah. I took it for granted a little bit because I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I was so caught up in my own insecurities, my own fears about being out. And then one day I was like, all right, you know what? Let's do it. Let's just post a video of us kissing and like see what happens. And so that you know that we post that one. Obviously, it that went crazy. It went yeah. Obviously, that went fucking crazy. Yeah. So it got like some like I don't how know, many like, saves? How many saves did that one get? I don't know. I would have to check my phone, but I think it got like two hundred thousand views or yeah, something. Yeah. And then I made one that was like kind of cute, you know, like of me like. And how I ended up like having a, a girlfriend, like her being my girlfriend. And I think that one got a million. And then we did another one together about like how you're telling your parents that like you guys are just friends. Oh yeah, we're just like, you know, <laughs> friends. We're like, best friends. Yeah, exactly. And um, that one got like two million, I think. A little over two million. Kind of from there, didn't it? Yeah. And so basically like I uh, just ended up like from there being like, all right, I'm going to like post a little bit, whatever. And then we we broke up, you know, we like parted parted ways because, you know, bickering and stuff like just me trying to like figure out my life and figure out things. And I took like a little social media break and I started getting a lot of messages from girls and mm. they're like, hey, where did you go? Like, why aren't you posting on TikTok? Like, you know, please don't forget about us. And I'm like, oh, like <laughs> people care. Yeah, like, you know, because I view it as, like, I hate social media. I fucking hate social media. I hate Instagram. I hate having to be this hot girl online and that, you know, that it relates to my work. Mm. And all I want to do is be myself, but I'm afraid to be myself. Mm. You know, like, I'm so scared. What are people going to say? What are they going to think? Are they going to like me? Are they not going to like me? Like, what's going to happen? And so I just stopped posting on TikTok for a little bit. I started getting all these messages and a lot of these girls too, like some of them are Muslim. Some of them are like, 
please. Like I'm trapped in a country where I can't be myself. And the only thing that makes me happy is like watching your videos mm. because you're Muslim and, and I look up to you and like I'm born in Islam. I consider myself spiritual right. now, but I believe in like God, you know? Yeah. And these messages from these girls being like, you know, like, please keep posting. So I sat and I thought about it and I'm like, okay, like, what am I, like, what do I want to post? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm too shy to speak. I still haven't posted my coming out story there or anything like that. And I'm too nervous. Well, how do I articulate my thoughts in an easy way? So I was like, you know what? Dude with a sign. Dude with a sign. You know, he writes stuff. How do I make this niche specific? So that, I use that, you know, because people see that and they're like, oh, you're a copycat. Instead of looking at it as me being like a copycat, actually, I'm a human being and I'm insecure and about my voice and like speaking and shy, just mm. like anybody else. And I used a gift that he brought the world as a gift that I might be able to bring a niche community. I think I was actually, I had Matt Stefanina on the podcast. His episode's not out yet, but yeah. but we just spoke about like this, the repurposing of so much, uh, so many formats of content and it's really common now. And, and yeah. we're, but we still consider ourselves all creators, even though right. a lot of us are like my podcast clips. Yeah. I'm clipping them and I'm putting subtitles, yeah. whatever. That format is not new. Someone yeah. else did that shit. Yeah. I have a fucking pod. How many podcasts are there? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I should never start a podcast because someone started a podcast before. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the same kind of thing. It's, you know, yeah, it's a more unique format due to the sign, whatever, right. but it's a pretty cool fucking format. And I don't yeah. think he would have a problem with you taking it. I, yeah, I, mean, I met the guy I, in Clubhouse once. Care. He was like so fucking nice. Yeah, yeah I don't, don't think, think he'd he give care. a shit. So, yeah. and it doesn't make it. It doesn't make the content any less meaningful. I, I think that that's a really, it's a shitty criticism, especially considering it's like how many of the same TikTok dances have you now scrolled through? Yeah, that's true. I think that's a that's a uh, really well spoken way of of saying it. You know, and it kind of sums it up. And and. Yeah, that brought me to start like lesbian with a sign. Yeah, I love where, that page, by the way. When I saw that, yeah. I was like, this is hilarious. Yeah, and so my roommate was like, you got to make this into an Instagram so somebody doesn't take the, the handle. And I'm like, no, I don't think it's going to be that big of a thing. So I just started, I think I'm almost at like 500 followers now. And I like barely post on it because hey. I get like social media overload. But, um, you know, I just like write crazy stuff on, on signs. Like two moms equals no like, daddy no issues. Daddy issues. That was hilarious. Yeah. You know, or like, let's be honest, you're into girls, yeah. you know. And um, and I think that I, I realized, okay, I'm getting a response from this. People are liking this. And then I realized I kind of want to start to make a little bit of skits, you know, that still don't involve me speaking. Or like, you know, the other day I did a, a TikTok that uses that sound from The Hunger Games where she's like, I volunteer, I volunteer for tribute. Oh, I saw that one. That was so funny. Yeah, yeah. It was you like should do like a little cut to clip <laughs> yes, to show yes, people yes, what yes. it looks like. Yeah, I will. I'll add some of them on overlays. They're honestly yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah, so I did like a, that <laughs> one. And it's like when, when a straight girl says she wants to hook up with a girl for the first time. Yeah, and, and I think that one's almost at like 300,000 views or something like that and so doing all it's these skits with people. is it, yeah. i started to realize two things one being all of my friends are straight mm. like all of my friends that are girls are straight and what i think is funny like i think this is hilarious i'm like oh my god you know this is so funny and i show it to my straight, straight friends and they're like oh like yeah that's funny like but they, but they don't get it it doesn't really <laughs> resonate with them that much you Hilarious. know which They're is like i mean it's funny yeah like it's yeah yeah it's very niche specific you i know? think some of it's fucking hilarious does this make me more gay 
Possibly, if you get the humor, it's possible. Some of it's fucking jokes. Yeah. The volunteer, I, the no daddy issues. The volunteers tribute, like those are so funny. They're yeah. Some I think they definitely get, and some yeah. of my friends are like, "Whoa, Laura, like, are you really going out and just like doing that now?" Like, I think they're a bit concerned about like my yeah. mental health, and I'm like on the co complete contrary. I'm having a spiritual awakening. Yeah, you finally yeah. have some clarity to really be able to be yourself. I've been loving watching it because I have, you know, you went from someone who posted. Obviously, I love seeing the yeah. like. I'm a big glam fan. Yeah, I like yeah. hair makeup. I I like fashion right. so i love watching your modeling stuff even yeah. though i'm assuming that is quite laborious to do all the time but i saw you go from that to this content that really like embodies a lot of the parts of you that i feel like you were you were hiding before and not yeah. as open with and it's really cool to see because it shows so much more of your personality yeah. and it shows a yeah. lot of who you are yeah. even like the fun ones where you're just doing little dances with some captions over it yeah, yeah. i think that shit is really cool and you know everyone everyone can tell their story in different ways and i yeah. think it's important to find the best way to express yourself. And it seems like you really do want to get into talking more yeah. and speaking about that stuff yeah. more. And I love how you've done it in this sort of slow transitioning, finding baby steps that you can take exactly. to make yourself more comfortable to get there. Like that's a yeah. fucking, exactly. that's finding yeah. a system that works for you. And that's amazing. I am trying, you know, like I started with the lesbian with the sign. Then I started with the skits and like, I get comments like girls are like, please do more of this, do more of this. And I realized, so the, the two things that I realized was one, I now have a community of girls that like girls that understand my humor mm. that relate to it and two i realized i have the ability and like the opportunity i have the opportunity to make girls feel better about their sexuality instead of just you know there's like girls that are like famous online they're famous being into girls but they're not vocal enough, mm. you know? And I think that there are other girls, you know, that are famous models that look similar, like aesthetically on the caliber of like what I am of being a model and this and that, but they're not vocal about it. And for me, I'm so sick and tired of everything about sexuality being so serious. Why does it have to be so serious? Why can't we just make a joke, let people laugh about it? And like, that's what I wanna do. Like I realize mm. I wanna spend the next like year or more showing people that like, you can look like this, you can be cool, you can be fun to hang out with, you can be gay and it's okay, you know? <laughs> and it's okay. It's okay to be gay, like, yeah. you know? And um, that I think is, where my heart's at right now is just really, I really want to be a voice for women. I'm hoping that, I'm hoping that the girls that like girls will make me the queen of lesbians, <laughs> will bestow this. The Leo uh, DiCaprio of lesbians. Yeah, hey. and just, you know, <laughs> give me the chance to be able to make them feel better about themselves. And I think that there's not a strong enough woman in, in this community at this moment, at least not one that I know of that I've seen that is at my age and this form of relatability being that Muslim background and things like that, where it's extremely difficult to come out and be yourself. I haven't seen it yet in this capacity. And I'm hoping I'm genuinely hoping with all my heart that I'll reach more people mm. use my voice for good and hope I'll get messages from girls saying you made me accept myself. Yeah. That's what I really hope. That would be like, I think my ultimate life goal at this moment is to make girls feel better about their sexuality. I love that. We were, we were talking about it before when we were outside when I was smoking my J yeah. about how you know <laughs> lesbians are to a degree right now, like there's a problem of them kind of going extinct almost right. because so many people are coming out as just either sexually fluid, whatever. And like the lesbian bars are Don't now worry, going this is, extinct. This is, this is why I focus on the straight girls, you know, <laughs> got to bring them to the good <laughs> side. Got to Handing convert. out bi awakenings like it's a full-time job. <laughs> like, but but it is interesting to see like how strong the gay guy community is. And I don't feel like they're really, I agree with you. Not that I'm really that in 
involved, I guess, in the scene at all. So I don't know per se, but I've I, heard don't, it, I don't know either. I've heard it from so many, like from multiple people that this is an issue. I've listened to it about it on right. podcasts, like random comedians have spoken about it, how there's just not that many gay bars anymore, like mm. uh, lesbian bars. There's only gay bars. Yeah. Like it's become, so I think that there is that need for that. I feel like some people aren't, and it's hard, especially when you're coming from, you're coming from two kind of silenced backgrounds. Yeah. I feel like you're coming yeah. from the Muslim background, right? Mm. And you're also coming from a modeling perspective where models are not really speakers. Yeah, models are just models. Like you, you, you're definitely not getting booked for your personality. Like that's <laughs> yeah. for damn sure. Yeah. But I think um, at this point in age, like I, I recognize even now, like I just signed like a worldwide contract with one management and it's been a brutal contact mm. contract to go through and sign. Why? What's um, the, like negotiating the, it you mean? Yeah, just like negotiating it. But I recognize that they value me as a, a person, as a Middle Eastern gay model with a voice, with a sense of humor and times in the modeling industry are changing and that has been able to like give me a little bit of um leverage Mm. to you know like where they know your worth and like what you bring to them you know and see like your potential and i think like it's it's coming around it's coming together but there's definitely like yeah models don't normally like vocalize things like i was just making stuff before where it's like all right i'm the pretty girl i'm trying to like work and whatever and I'm just like, I just don't care. Like, mm. I don't care about being the pretty girl anymore. Like, that's why I got into crypto. I so desperately wanted people to respect me for something other than how I looked, you know, which is why I was like, I just want people to, like, respect me for my intelligence, know that I'm smart, know that I think about things. Like, and that's what got me into Web3. But, like, even now, like, the more that I'm adventuring and, vent- like, going into things, I'm like... I actually don't care if people think I'm smart or not smart. I actually don't give a shit. You know, the only thing I actually care about right now is making other girls feel better about themselves. That's literally the only thing I want to do. Fucking love that. You know, like there's just like something that's like awoken inside of me that's like indescribable. And like, I would always like write in my journal. Like I write in my journal every day and I meditate and I have like a specific routine. And I always say like, I'm ready for Laura 2.0. I'm ready for Laura 2.0. I'm ready for her to come out. And I feel like this newer version of myself is coming along the way. And I'm on an uphill battle of like learning to be vocal and speak and say all these things, which is why I'm happy. It's like, I'm facing you and talking to you. It makes it so much easier than just me talking to a camera about this stuff. But it's, I'm going through it. You know, Mm. I'm going through growth right now. Mm. And I'm hoping that my growth and my journey will like, I want to leave something meaningful on this earth. And I'm hoping it's something meaningful to other people's lives. Fuck yes, dude. I think that I think it's spot on. I, I I do feel like articulating your own story to people, no matter, you know, sometimes you don't realize how relatable your stories can be. Mm. And when you get stuff out there and people, it resonates with people, even if it's yeah. a smaller group, even if it's a bigger group, yeah. whatever it is, it's crazy. Sometimes I, I look at content, I'll scroll through and I'm like, how the fuck does anyone like this? And then yeah. there's like so many likes, yeah. a whole fan base. People yeah. are obsessed with this person. They have yeah. an, a very successful Patreon. Right there's an audience for fucking everyone and trust me there's a massive audience for this and a a huge need for it especially coming from the middle east like we know this we know we understand the culture a lot of people i think try to um like you know people try to be really nice and like accepting so they're they don't criticize what needs to be criticized about other cultures out of fear of being disrespectful to the cultures and i get that for sure like you know it's hard to know what you can kind of especially if it's not your culture but when you're coming from it like when we're coming from the same fucking place and we know what it's like in those families Mm -hmm. we know what the call the the sort of subtext is and how that feels 
it's important to come out and speak, especially if you have the freedom to. You live in America, yeah. you have the freedom to, and you have the fucking platform to. Yeah. And you can really help a lot of people that way. Yeah. So, okay, we need to talk about your coming out story because yeah. I feel like that's I think a that's huge the, that's the sum part. Here, that is, yeah, yeah that's yeah, the really. a huge part of this whole story. And yeah. it, it seems like this is almost like your second coming out where now you're yeah. now you're like coming out to the general public and you're like, yeah. hell yeah, not ashamed at all. Like yeah. I'm putting this out there to fucking everyone yeah. because it's important. Yeah. What was your what was the first coming out where you first yeah. started coming out to your friends, your family? your parents so yeah so my first coming out was when I was in that first relationship mm. and um we had like just first started dating or I think we had a thing for like six months and I was like okay I'm like I actually have like a girlfriend and like I really like her like I'm pretty sure like I'm into this and like whatever and so I decided like okay I'm gonna tell my mom mm. and I call my aunt and I'm like you know like I'm gay and I'm realizing that I'm 18 now, right? And I'm like, I'm going to call my mom and I'm going to tell her. And this is like my first time like working in London as well. And at this time, like I was there for like three months. So I was like, it's the perfect time to tell her because if she gets mad, <laughs> I'm literally not there. Was she, she was still living in California? She was in California. Right, my mom's okay. in California. So I That's call my aunt. Hilarious yeah, idea. I was like, I timed it like that. I was like, I don't want to be in the house in case this really goes Smart. haywire. <laughs> and so, you know, I call my aunt. I'm like, you know, I'm 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 gonna call my mom and tell her I'm gay. And my aunt's like, your mom's gonna get so mad at you. Wait, did was that the first time you came out to your aunt, or did she? That know was the before? first time she didn't know. Oh, okay. So so I first told my. So aunt. you came out to her, and then you're like, now I'm gonna come out to my mom. Yeah, I first told my aunt. And, and, and I didn't really come out to my own. I was just like, hey, like, look, uh, this is the situation. I'm going to say it. Uh, do you have any tips for me to make sure that your sister doesn't get that pissed off at me? And this was like eight years ago or something, you know, like eight or I was 18. It was so long ago. And she's like, this is a horrible idea. <laughs> You know, are you sure you're like this? Like, your mom's not going to take this well. Are you sure you're like this? Yeah, are you, sure, are you sure you're like this? Like, have you tried with a guy? Like, you know, the typical questions that uh. they ask. And then I'm like, all right, I, I tell my sister, I tell my brother. My sister's like, you know, I love you. I don't care. Like, I've known for a long time. Like, mom's going to go crazy and she's not going to take it well. Um, but if you, if you feel like you want to say it, just do it. But it's probably not going to go well. And, you know. So I called my mom and I was kind of excited, like happy to say it, you know, because it's like you don't really know where it's going to go. And I was like, Mom, I'm gay. Oh, my God. All hell was raised. She was like, you know, like, you know, that death stare that your parents give you when you like when they like look at you and you're just like, they are dead silent mm. and you know, you're going to get grounded. So grounded. <laughs> but I was like, I'm 18 and I'm working. So like, she can't ground yeah, me, yeah, you yeah. know, like, but, and I'm moving to New York and stuff, but I'm like, she gave me the death stare. Like she was like, you're what? And I was like, I'm gay. And she's like, what do you mean you're gay? What do you mean you're, what do you mean you're gay? Great accent. You know, thanks. <laughs> I practice it a lot. And she's like, and I make it so much thicker than it actually is. It's like so bad. I do that with my mom too. Like, yeah. I, I can't, her accent is impossible. Oh yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> so my mom's like, you know, this is haram. You cannot be like this. You know, like you need to marry a man. Like, you know, all of those kinds of things. Right. And it's like the typical. Right. And mm. I think. 
at this moment i'm like uh fuck fuck yeah. yeah like there's no other word to describe it i'm just like this is not good and she's like you know like i don't want to talk to you anymore like whatever so she got mad closed the phone had a meltdown literally a meltdown like it, she was heartbroken like it felt like the death mm -hmm. of a child to her because everything that you're envisioning when you're envisioning like seeing your daughter get married walk down the aisle walk down da -da -da. the aisle with a husband be taken care of like it, she felt like i took that dream away from her mm. you know and i was like I'm, I'm not thinking about this stuff. I'm 18. I'm like, uh, you know, I, I just think I'm gay. Yeah. You know? You're like, I like girls and I, they're all hot. And they're all hot. Like <laughs> yeah. every single girl that talks to me is a 10, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm enjoying it, you mm -hmm. know? And um, she's so mad at me. She's so mad. And she had a, like a little bit of like a meltdown, a breakdown. Like she like posted a few things online, like in the midst of the 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 breakdown that were just like not good and confusing. And like some people on the forum saw it and I went in and I deleted her Instagram account. Smart. Because there was just too much posting too much, you know, like she, she didn't have any time to actually process what I said. There was so much like reactivity mm. first and I didn't know what to do with it. So I like logged in like, I think like completely shut down the Instagram or something. What kind of things was she posting? Cause w wouldn't she want to keep it private? You know, again, like that's what I'm saying is I think it was just like a meltdown. Like you're doing things without thinking about it. You know, like she's like, my daughter's gay or like something weird, like weird comments that I don't think that she's even really aware of it today. You know, just like, just like blackout, like you just blackout unaware. You know what I mean? So like high, high can level really happen when you get like that, that intense level, or emotional. Yeah. Like, high yeah. level of anger. Like, you know, like my mom's legally blind. So I'm like mortified telling her because I'm like, oh my God, like, is this going to affect her vision? Like, can she go blind from this? Was like, she blind back then? She's legally blind, which means like she has like double vision and bad vision. She was back then. So like I take care of my mom, you know what I mean? And like, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get into it a little bit later, but Basically, like, if, if anything extremely stresses her out, it, like, kills nerves in her eye. Mm -hmm. So it's a very delicate situation to be telling her about my sexuality and an extremely stressful one. Shit, so you're not even just worried about her being upset? I don't give a fuck in if the she's dynamic. upset. I'm worried, worried about, about her, her eyes. actual health. Yeah, like, I'm worried That's about her fucking eyes. crazy. So I'm trying to find a delicate way to, how do I tell her about my sexuality, but like, I'm concerned that she's gonna get extremely upset and it's gonna affect her vision, yeah. you know? And it did, it did. Because, because you know, she, she was getting like hazy eyes and having trouble seeing, like, because the level of frustration was like so high. Remember, I killed a dream for her. That dream was me marrying a man mm. and her being a grandma in that sense. She's, she's you know, a lot older now. Like, even at that time, she was like, you know, 50, like something, you know? And uh, she'll kill me for saying that. So nobody. She was that, 25. Know, 25. She was 25. The same age, <laughs> the same as, age as her daughter. Yes, yes. You know? Five years older, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, you know, she, she's still 25 to yeah, this day. Yeah, yeah, to this day. Yeah. <laughs> My mom's um, been 48 for like 10 years. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like it's 15. like a Middle Eastern thing. Yeah. They're like, you said what about me? I swear to God, 48 for like 15 years. I don't, yeah. even My now. grandma's 21. <laughs> My grandma's 21. You know? My grandma, like in Arabic, be like, Shultili? 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 you know, in Arabic, just like starts like screaming, screaming, you know, fucking that's annihilating. When, that's me. when we run when my grandma starts screaming. Oh in my god, I mean, I bet the people that like understand Arabic are probably gonna die hearing me say that they're like, Whoa, Lara speaks like normal Arabic. Um, but yeah, so basically, um, you know, I'm, I'm worried about my mom's health, I'm worried about how this is coming out, like telling her and stuff. 
she's like, I closed the Instagram because she's like posting some stuff. She was so mad, obviously, that I did that. My my sister's like, why'd you do that? I'm like, I had no choice, you know? And so I go back to LA and I end up going, staying with my sister. And my sister fucking had my back. She like didn't see her mom for like a month. She's like, what am I supposed to tell her that you're here? I mean, I keep avoiding her mom because you're not ready to talk to her yet and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, it's like super weird. So I went and I and I talked to my mom eventually, like after like a month. We didn't literally didn't talk for like six months. Like the three wow. months that I was in London and like a and like a little bit of time went by. I think I was like staying at my sister's house like a month or two, like something like that. And then I went and I like sat down with my mom and it was like a horribly awkward conversation. And at that point, she still didn't accept me. It wasn't over. It was not over. And this is why I think like me telling this story is so important and it's so difficult for me. So I'm glad that we're doing it like this. Um, So she still didn't accept me, Mm. you know, and I think at this point, this is where it's really important for me to say that this is something that people can like girls that like girls can relate to me on or anybody that needs to come out about their sexuality. When you are faced with that moment with your parents where you're coming out, where you want them to accept you so bad and they don't, your first feeling is anger. Your first feeling is I'm going to get so mad at them for not accepting me and I'm going to move out and I'm going to run away and I'm going to, I'm going to do this and that. You know what I did? Mm. Of course I was mad. Of course I was angry. Of course I was upset. Of course I was hurt. Of course I was like, all I want to do is talk to my mom about who I'm talking to and what's going on. And I couldn't. So... I left, I moved to New York. We talked normal for for years. Okay, she knew I was living with the girlfriend at the time. She hated her. She, did she ever talk about it? She would just say that girl that lives with you. Mm. She never said your girlfriend. All of these things were obviously like hurtful to me, but you know, at that time I still didn't have the knowledge of things that I had right now, but I it was just one of those things that we agreed that we didn't speak speak about. Yeah. You know. So years went by and I would tell her, like, oh, my friend Rose or my friend this or my friend whatever. And I think she knew, obviously, because there's always one girl that I was talking about a lot more than usual. Mm. And, you know, from that time until you know, six years, eight years till now, right? I just didn't like explicitly say this is my girlfriend. To her? Yeah. Even like when it came to... Even Carrie? Even Carrie. Exactly. So with Carrie, you know, this is why I wasn't out with my mom. I didn't want to disappoint my mom. That's why I wasn't posting online. That's why I wasn't mm. fully being myself. That's why I was turning down jobs that had to scared do with to be pride. out with Carrie. Scared. Yeah, like scared like to upset my mom, my family, like all of these like things that you have stuck in your head from coming from a Muslim background. And like, you know, like th- this is a sin. Like it's a sin for you to be like this. And so, you know, with Carrie, like there was, you know, Carrie at one point wanted to come with me to Thanksgiving. So I'm like, all right, you want to come with me to Thanksgiving dinner with my mom and like whatever. And so I brought her to like my family's Thanksgiving dinner. And my mom was like that at that point she knew, right? Still, we haven't had a conversation about it. But for, for, for the fact of my thought process as I got older, instead of being angry, and this is the tip of advice that I give to girls that like girls and or anybody who's gay and needs to figure out you know, what to do with their parents and their parents being upset, instead of being angry with them, think about the fact 
that they grew up in a different generation. They didn't grow up having the open-mindedness or having the opportunity to have the open-mindedness that we have right now. So is it really their fault? And I think that's something that people don't question enough, mm. you know? So I, in, instead of getting so mad at my mom, I was like, you know, she comes from a different background. She comes, you know, living through a civil war, you know, Muslim background. The man is the provider. The man is the protector. That's what you know. That's what you're, what you're taught. That's what her dad taught her that, you know, she got married twice. That's all she knows. Mm. You know, she hasn't traveled. She hasn't really explored because she's been around, you know, living in a specific style. You know what I mean? Absolutely. People don't, people don't understand that enough. I think it's, it's easy to judge someone who's not open-minded, yeah. but I think the hardest thing that you can be is be open-minded to those who are not open-minded. And I think yeah. that's true open-mindedness, in my opinion. I feel like you should be someone who can, and it can be really difficult, especially when it's so attached to your identity and talks to like your fucking parents and stuff. But yeah. it is, I mean, it is a really big adjustment for them. Like I yeah. think, you know, it can be hard. Yeah, It is hard. I'm, you know? I'm so scared of if I ever like fall in love with a non-Jew. Oh my yeah. God, like having yeah. to fucking... <laughs> Tell your parents. Deal with that is yeah. going to be like just yeah. crazy. But if it happens, yeah. it happens. And I'm not going to like shy away from right. that right. just because of some archaic rule from like right. way back when, you yeah. know? And yeah. so I think that it's, it's really, but, it, but I will be very patient with them because that's not fair to not be. Yeah. Like they, and they I grew think up that's, in a whole other world. I think, I think like true, having true love in your heart and open-mindedness and like having, being woke comes from greater understanding mm. rather than the forced creation of understanding for somebody like instead of this person needs to think this way because this is right instead of that approach why don't you put in the time and the commitment to the best of your abilities as much as makes you comfortable to get people to understand that so instead of being mad at my mom i was like you know what she's gonna need time to understand this yeah i'm hoping that it, i'll catch her before the day that i'm gonna marry a girl Mm. and every sunday i oh, take my mom so out <laughs> every sunday I, oh yeah i, I love that you did this out. it's so cute when you told me that i was like that's the cutest yeah. thing i take her to lunch and i spend time with her and i get her groceries and i'm her caretaker because she's legally blind and i make sure that i go the extra mile to let her know that it doesn't matter that i'm gay mm -hmm. that i'm still there that i still love her that nothing is going to change Nothing about my sexuality is going to change my interactions with her. When she's 75, when she's 80, when she's in that hospital bed, if something happens to her, I'm going to be there. Mm. And my sexuality has nothing to do with it. Yeah. You know? And so I put in that time for eight years, taking her out, taking care of her, spending time with her, letting her get to know me in every other way. And then I decided to post the TikTok. <laughs> and then... You know, I've actually been like having my mom do like a lot of spiritual work, go nice. on journeys, if nice. you know what I mean. And like she's been putting on a lot of work to like opening up her mind. She reads a lot of things on like Joe Dispenza and like has gone to like, uh, you know, actual courses and things like that. You know, really putting in self-work at her current age like my mom is not young it's pretty anymore. fucking impressive dude she's yeah she's, well, she's in only her, 25 like 25 so, exactly you know, 25 still but, so youthful <laughs> still so youthful but you know she's putting in so much work and i tell her now i'm like you know mom like 
seeing how much you've been able to change and grow and be in tune with yourself, you're an inspiration to me. And I just oh, want yeah. you to know that even if you think that you didn't do anything super great or leave any like crazy memory behind, like somebody who's president or somebody who's this or that, you left a mark on me. And the mark that you left on me is that you showed me that it doesn't matter how old I am, I can still change and I can still be a better version of myself. And I that's what that. I want to teach my kids, you know? Um, and so she ended up like, you know, she sees the TikTok, right? And which one was this one? Was this the Carrie and you kissing? She, it was, yeah, like one of Got those. It. One of the first you know, ones. One of the first ones she sees. And she sees it and like she. We're we're, ha we're we're hanging out and it's super awkward. So I'm like, okay, I know she's seen the TikToks. I'm I don't want to have the conversation because the conversation we had when I was 18 was so fucking unpleasant. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to have this. But I'm also 25 years old now. I'm like a young woman, mm. you know. And it's like it's time to have this conversation. And so you know, I I'm at her place and whatever. She's like, sit down. And I'm like, fuck me. And I sit down and she's like, I just want to understand why did you post this video with you and Keri? And I'm like, because mom, you know, and I'm yelling, I'm so upset. And I'm like, because mom, like, you know, I'm just sick and tired of not being myself. I'm so sick and tired of it. I just want to be out. I just want to be myself. And she's like, but have you tried with a guy? So she still came at me with that angle, you know? <laughs> I was like, mom. I've literally tried. That angle just cracks me up because I know that you've tried. Yeah. <laughs> one Mississippi, two Mississippi oh, pops up God. in my head. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. So, yeah, now that you have, everybody has the entire Yeah, now, now we have the whole story. Like, we know you tried. Yeah, so I'm like, so I'm like, yes, I've tried. Like, I'm so also, also not your, interested. Your other friend who also gave you that advice, you're like, well, you know, maybe you should try because you, you might not be into guys She after. turned out it's gay. hilarious. She turned out so gay. Like, we haven't spoken in oh. years and I'm like, she, the last message I got from her is, haha, I turned out gay too. That's it. That's fucking <laughs> jokes. <laughs> She's like, yo, I'm mad I think, gay. <laughs> I think she tried it, but she was like debating if she's bisexual at that time too, that friend. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe maybe she needed to try the dick and then yeah. to realize that yeah. that's yeah. not for her. No, yeah. Yeah. no. Yeah. So, um, so okay, so, so your mom was like in that mentality, but do you feel like she came at you with a different tone than when you were 18 kind of? Definitely a different tone. Definitely okay. a different tone. So, so at this point, there was misunderstanding in communication where she was actually just asking me like trying to understand like my mom's now very spiritual i've made my mom into right, a, a hippie a fucking hippie yeah. she's a yeah, hippie yeah. like like my mom is like give love to receive love everything <laughs> has life the plants the soil dude you our know. moms need to hang out I, they I would, would love, love each that. other i would love that yeah so my mom's like a total hippie now i've like i've like hypnotized my mom into being a hippie but i fucking love it and i love her for it. and i i make jokes i call myself a bougie hippie like like i'll take the house but i want to be in the middle of nowhere where nobody could talk to me perfect yeah but like a you nice know? house you know? nice house yeah. yeah like you know like i don't want to be like with the the rattlesnakes you know but of course no not the rattlesnakes yeah exactly <laughs> um so yeah so 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 basically uh, there was a different tone but i was just on the defense mode mm. so i didn't recognize that there was a different tone to it because I was like, you were traumatized. I was just thinking, oh my God, this is going to be bad. But she was genuinely asking me like, have you actually tried with a guy? You know, like, you know, and from here to here, I got to the understanding that she was like, I just worry about you. Mm. You know, I worry about you and your future and your finances and, you know, all of, all of that, you know, are you going to be okay? 
you know, like, because as far as I've grown up, the man is the provider. The man is the one that takes care of you. And it's like, I'm looking at you right now. It's like, I know you're smart and I know you're going to be okay, but are you, are you actually going to be okay? And I said, you know what, mom, if the girls that like girls make me the queen of lesbians, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be okay because there's a lot of things to me that mean more than that. Like I'm on a soul search right now. Like mm. I want to, I think like I probably like if we believe in reincarnation, I've chosen this body for the sense of wanting to be noticed and wanting to do something good. Right. And I want to make girls feel better about themselves. And I told her, I was like, mom, I'm getting so many messages. These messages are the only reason I'm going back to TikTok and posting. I hate social media. Mm. I hate it. But now I love it. I think this is the first platform I actually like yeah. because I'm myself, because I'm connecting with a niche of girls that are like me. And I think I got to say thank you to all the girls that are following me right now, because every single one of those girls, every single day that I post shows my mom that it's okay that I'm gay. Mm. And I hope that it shows them that it's okay that they're gay. You know? Yeah, it's nice when you have the you have the reciprocate you have the response from the people who you're creating for that you know that people are actually listening. Mm -hmm. But not just that, that they're getting value from it. That yeah. they're legitimately like it's legitimately helping them. And I think yeah. that that's really powerful and it's for sure gonna be powerful for your mom to see that. Yeah. Is she active on TikTok? She honestly now like watches every hilarious. TikTok and like nice. likes it and comments and laughs. Nice. So like you know, and she told me like basically the conclusion was she was like, When I first saw this video of you I was so angry. I was going to tell you, don't come to the house. I don't want to see you. I was like, that's the natural reaction, right? She's like, but I stopped myself. Mm. And, I, and, I, and I went and I meditated for one hour. <laughs> I love her. She's like, she's like, and I got my crystals and I put them on my neck. As I'm holding my rose cord. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, she goes. It's fucking hilarious. You're in tune with the universe, see? Bro, I just, my friend sent me this yesterday and I can't let it go. I love it. You love, it's, it's the like, love one. Yeah, it really is. I love it. Yeah, you're getting love right now. I'm giving you love from my heart and the, yes. energy, and the energy, you know? I can feel your mom's shift and dynamic too and like how that love has seeped in now. It's yeah. like pretty beautiful. Yeah, so, she, you know, so she sat and she meditated for literally an entire hour. Mm. And she's like, and I asked the universe, I asked God. <laughs> Please tell me what to do. Should I be mad at her? Should I be upset that she's gay? And I found myself like, no, I'm not mad. I'm not upset that she's gay. She's actually like one of my only kids that is there with me all the time. Because I have three other siblings and they're not around. They're busy, you know. One sister, one brother, and? A half sister, a half brother, and a full brother. And my full brother's in Texas. The other brother's in San Diego. And then I have a sister who lives here but travels a lot. Is the the full brother is the one he switched schools with a lot? Yes. Got it. Exactly. So he's like clo closest to my Your age. Your half-siblings always lived in America or did they come to they Lebanon They always lived in America, way way older than me, Got like 10 it. years Got older. It. And the half-brother is like three or four years, uh, full brother is three or four years older than me. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So basically she, she just, you know, she went, she meditated, like asked herself those questions. She's like, I realize, you know, she's like, you're, you know, the only kid that I really have that's still by my side. Mm -hmm. So I think it goes to show that like those, all those years kind of like paid off in, in teaching my mom. And now whenever I'm dating somebody, I'm like, mom, I talked to this girl or this girl, or what do you think about this? And I can finally, after eight years of waiting, like get advice from my mom. And she actually sent me a text uh, like a week ago. And she was like, 
I love you so much. Please forgive me. I'm sorry I didn't give you the capability to be yourself sooner. Mm. And like, you know, I just want you to be yourself and be happy because you're my daughter. And at the end of the day, I want you to know that I love you and I'm not going to be around forever. What? That's really cute. I'm going <laughs> to fucking cry. That's like so sweet. <laughs> so she's, yeah, she's like, I'm going to be, are you crying? <laughs> yeah, I cried yesterday watching Love Island too. I'm not sure what exactly is going on, but like that was really fucking sweet. <laughs> yeah. So she sends me, I wonder if I could actually like, I, I wonder if I could find it and, and, and read it. Let me see if I could. Yeah, find let it. Let me see if I could find it. Man, it's cr it's crazy like to see people, uh, you know, I know she's only 25, but of that, <laughs> of that of that age, like be able to really grow and it's amazing, like it's... still develop and learn new skills and learn new things. And but, you know, she sounded like she came from kind of a, like even though she wasn't open minded about this, like she was open minded about modeling. So she had the ability to kind of see things differently. She had the ability for that growth for sure. And like she really she really there. pushed for it. Yeah. Like it was just like certain things, you know, dude, they're just like harder to accept. They're harder to like wrap your head around and like understand. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. It's, I mean, it's a really, really big deal. Uh, Sexuality is just not the same. Yeah. It's not discussed the same. A woman has their place. It's like, and yeah, they do get worried. My mom is always right. worried about like finances and stuff with me. And she's like, when are you going to get married? And I'm like, really? Yeah. She does the same thing with you. Oh, I've been being told to get married since I was like 12 years old. They're like, when are you going to have a baby? I'm like, oh, I God. just got my period for the first time. <laughs> okay. I found it. All right. Let's hear okay. It. She said, uh, I'm so sorry that I made you wait all this time until I was able to accept you uh, with an open heart. But now I'm so happy for you. And I'm sorry to keep you waiting. I apologize. Please forgive me. I love you so much and want you to know that you are a piece of my heart. You are so precious to me and I will always have your back, regardless of what anyone says about you. I love you. Now go work. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> you Dude, know, that is a crazy, like, what a full circle moment. Yeah, and, you know, it really just... I think I, I just think that, you know, people are quick to get upset when their parents don't accept them. And I think that you, it's hard. Everybody's circumstance is different. Right. Because mm -hmm. some people's parents react different. But I think rather than getting angry and being like, I'm going to cut them out, showing them like patience and perseverance and just like the will that you're still there and that not anything else has changed mm. kind of makes it hard for them to not want to be a part of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. it's easier for me as, like, I'm only dealing with one parent because I just generally don't talk to my dad at all because that's a I was going to ask you, like, where he is in this picture. Yeah, I just, like, I just don't talk to him. He's not a very nice guy, so I just, like, detached from that completely. So, like, mm. my mom essentially played, like, both roles, you Is know? he Lebanese? Yeah. He is? Yeah. Was he living with you guys when you were in Lebanon? No. He lived in Texas. Uh, he was here. Like, he got, like, remarried. So I have, like, more siblings. Like, I think I have, like, seven siblings Jesus in total. <laughs> For anybody wondering, I've got, like, seven siblings. Uh, yeah. So he, um, so when you guys were, when you moved, was he living with you guys when you were in California? And then you moved to Lebanon? He, him and my mom, like, were both in California. And they were, like, divorced. And, like, like I think they got divorced when I was, like, three. Oh, And so, like, yeah. So Very I would spend, young. like, weekends with him. Yeah. And he was fine when I was, like, younger. But, like... He was like, all right. And then like I moved and like he just had like certain situations like I've endured like, you know, certain forms of like emotional and verbal abuse from mm. him. Um, and now we just don't talk anymore. Mm. And like the, my last conversation with him, I was like, you know, kind of like, I miss you. I'm really sad that we don't talk. And he called me trash. So, Jesus. you know, he doesn't know me, doesn't know anything about me. And so I just am like, I don't 
really want this in my life. Yeah. You know, I yeah. don't I don't have the space. I don't have the space for the hate in my heart. Well, it, it shows also what you're talking about in terms of like the piece of advice that, yeah, it might not work for all parents, mm -hmm. right? Like, it might not you know, work. you did it with your mom. You're not doing it with your dad. It definitely would not so, work with my dad. Yeah. You know, and I think that's a perfect example of it is like in some situations, yes, it's better to disconnect. But I think, you know, like seeing my mom's willingness to let me go and model and help me. And she literally moved to another country for me to be able to do that because I was underage. Yeah. My mom had a willingness to change. She had a willingness for growth. She wanted to connect with her kids. And she's always challenging herself to try and learn new things and grow. Yeah. You know what you I mean? You can tell she has. I mean, I could tell she had that ability just by the modeling aspect because that's also kind of a crazy yeah. thing. In the, within the Middle Eastern culture, like to just go and do and like pursue. Like, oh, she got in a fight with our entire family about it. Yeah. About letting me model. Like, Absolutely. Like I remember like my aunt and stuff, she'd be like, stop talking about modeling. You really think that you're going to go model? You can't model. Like, you know, you need to go pay attention to school. And my mom like turned and she's like, what did you say to my daughter? Mm. She's like, don't tell her what she can or can't talk to me about. Mm. She wants to fantasize about like, you know, or daydream about modeling. She wants to daydream about modeling. She can do it. Let her do it. I want her to. Mm. And my mom just let me like daydream about it like all the time. And I'd come back and I'd be like, well, mom, like maybe if I do this and I sign with this modeling agency, then I could do this thing. Then I could work for this client. Then I could whatever. And I paved the way of my career like that, you know, and, and became friends with like a lot of big models from that. Badass. You know? So you took, when did you take your mom's last name? Because I know the last name you use is hers. So legally, I don't have my mom's last name. Oh, you're still Legally, under. I still have my dad's last name, which I just kept because like whatever, you know. Like it actually it's, might be smart to not have the same. It's probably safer in a terms of like, it's, right. it's a lot harder to hack me if you don't know like what it is. Oh, although you did get fucking hacked. I can't believe oh, I, I did know, put I that on that hacked. list. Holy shit. That was a big deal. That was crazy. I got yeah. hacked. But yeah. Um, but yeah, and then like I took my mom's last name like years ago, like when I first started modeling, because I was like, if I'm going to start being known in any capacity, mm. I want my mom to get the credibility for it. I want mm. my mom's last name to shine through and people to know like, hey, this is Lara Grewi. You know, I was gonna like, ask you how do you pronounce it? Yeah, like well, Hrewi? I say it. <laughs> <laughs> how do you pronounce it? I feel like I could do like a drinking challenge. <laughs> so who says my last name right? Every time you say it wrong, you take a shot. I'd be fucked. That's what up. I should do on my Let's birthday. Go. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Say, okay, say, um, say slowly one more time. So the English way, I just say Grawi, Lara Grawi. Okay, but that's boring. Grawi is easy. Yeah, but I say Grawi. Grawi. <laughs> you gotta like get down there. <laughs> yeah. Like or It's like a G. It's not bad. Because we do good. We do like Hanukkah, Hummus, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, like yeah our, you could say it. After my tonsillitis, maybe I should stop. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I like that you take you, you took your mom's name. It's also like a signifier. You know, I think I feel like it's a thank you too for everything that she yeah. did for your modeling. Yeah, career. it was like the least I could do. Like, like, you know, I was like, like moving my mom from like a third world country back to America where <laughs> she's like, I don't want to be here really. Like, did she yeah. love, she loved Beirut? She wanted to stay? She, I mean, she loved having family and everything there is like set up. Like my mom has like a house there, you know, we, she has an apartment here. Like, you mm. know, but it's like a really bad economy there right now. So like, I think now it's for the best that she's here and yeah. everything happens for a reason. And, you know, there, she really like, she fought through a good amount of people as well to let me go model. Like she got in a fight with all of our family. Like they're gonna be like, you're really gonna let your daughter do that? 
And then she just picked up and left. And then I became like a real model and moved to New York. <laughs> and all of a sudden it's like I'm doing ads for like Victoria's Secret Pink and Nordstrom. And I'm doing the casting for Victoria's Secret. Yeah. And, and nobody ever said anything again. You know, even I think those girls that I got bullied, like I remember one girl like cornered me once and she was like, do you really think that you're going to be a model? Like you really think that any of those girls that are Victoria's <laughs> Secret models would ever talk to you? And like shit like, like that. Like you lost it to a Victoria's Secret model. Yeah. Hey, yeah. motherfuckers. <laughs> you know, and it's like now like flip it, flip it and reverse it. Yeah. Like friends with them, friends with so many, friends with way, like more interesting people than just models, like friends with tech people like in America, like friends with like, you know, just the most random people, you know no, what I mean? You, dude, you're fucking killing it. Like what you do, the the work that you do, I think, first of all, I think you're like a really talented model. Thank you. Modeling is not an easy thing. I don't, at least I don't think, because maybe I'm just a really bad like photo poser. I think it's a, I think modeling is a, is an easy job, but it's still physical labor. So that's the thing that people don't realize, right? So, so the thought process on it is, oh, you're just modeling. What an easy job, blah, blah, blah. Don't get me wrong. For, for facts to know that, like, I actually appreciate this job so much, I worked at In-N-Out. I worked at In-N-Out, <laughs> and I sold burgers for, like, two months because I was like, I want to make sure that I appreciate modeling and that I know what it's like to have a fucking normal, awful job. Oh, praise you be know? to you because I, I did not work at In-N-Out. <laughs> yeah, so I went, I went in, and I was, like, getting people's orders. Like, imagine you just walk in, and it's me taking your order. Hey, what can I get for you today? Like, yeah, a double-double ketchup only, two meat down. So like, many you know. fucking people probably came back to that in and out like, every day. Like, is Laura here? She well, taking I didn't orders? Look, I didn't look this good at that time. Oh, did you, you know? not? No, 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 I was, yet. like, kind of like, nah. I, still, I was, like, still in the beginning of, like, puberty. You know? Early like, days. Early days, yeah, I was, like, 16, 17. But, but I did it, you know, and I think it was a good experience. And, you know, back to the modeling thing is, like, it's physical labor, right? So so people are like, oh, modeling, it's amazing, it's glamorous. I shoot e-com. I'm shooting 100 to 125 outfits a day. Jesus so you Christ. tell me you want to open every piece of your closet and put it on and off. It's going to take you eight hours. Try every single one of them on. And you're in heels. Now, if you do that three to four times a week, like at one point, I think I tore my like Achilles and they were like, you're going to need a shot or this is going to be a problem for you forever. You tore your Achilles tendon because of, from modeling. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. And then, and then, and then when you look at it in other terms, like Victoria's Secret, I've done that casting three times. For the runway show? Yeah. Mm. So the first time got shot down, I was like super young. Second time got shot down. From the second time they turned me down, the day that they turned me down, I cried for a day and then I picked myself up and I went to the gym mm. and I went to the gym every single day, every single day, like six days a week. Okay. And I went every day until the next casting. Mm. And I went to that next casting. I was training like an athlete. I was like, for the first time in my life, I had a four pack. I think I was the only girl that went to that casting that year that had a four pack. And I put on 10 pounds of muscle. I was 103 pounds when I first started. And I went up to like 115 pounds. So small. I could squish but, you. Yeah. But I was like, I had crazy biceps at that time, but I was still tiny. Like I was still so tiny, but I was starting to was look this 2017? I think it was like probably like 2018. There's a video of you at the gym. Oh, is your fitness 
Instagram story highlight. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what I was like training all the. I was yeah, lifting yeah. like something. I was like, like, damn, all right, get it, Laura. I was lifting something like 150 pounds, like 200 okay. pounds. I don't know, like something crazy. And so I go to the to you know training like an athlete. That's like the parts of modeling that are hard. And like you want to do Victoria's Secret, as, yeah. despite it. Like as far as like you know, obviously we look at it as a brand, right? And the the outlook on it as a brand is not good because they're not diverse enough, not open enough. Completely agreeable. Agree with everybody on that. Put that to the side. Look at it as far as being in in my shoes, being a model. This is my, I want to make a living. I'm trying to change my Dude, life. walking the Victoria's Coming, Secret runway show would be insane. That would be amazing. But it, for me, it wasn't about walking the show. It was about like finances. You know, mm. I was like, I wanted to make real money and invest that money. I yeah. wanted to learn how to invest it as quickly as I could. Buy property, invest in IPOs. Like I wanted to learn that shit and I didn't have the money to do it. Mm. So that was like, I was like, I want to get the show. You got to get that show two or three times. If you're lucky, you get an angel contract. But if you get an angel contract, like you're making one mil, two mil, three mil, seven mil, eight mil, 10 mil, 12 mil. Jesus. It's a life-changing amount of money. So for people that don't understand, that's why girls want to do that. It gives you like popularity, fame, a voice. Leverage, uh, leverage for more jobs, yeah. More jobs, like more contracts. You could get beauty contracts that are like a million dollars, you know, like things like that. Yeah. And now and it, over oh, the years, it declined. Like I would say like the last like good age was when like Sarah Sampaio and Jasmine and Laís and those are the girls that I'm like friends with. They got like that last stream I think of like what was like mm. before it really hit the fan you know what I mean yeah now there's like that documentary about it right Victoria's Secret I haven't shit. seen it there's like I think it's coming out uh I think it's called like Victoria's Secret like what's what's oh. the I don't even know yeah it's like a whole thing something to do with Jeffrey Epstein and shit yeah it's 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 a yeah. mess you know but but just like for but for, regardless for perspective no, on why girls like are so interested in doing it so like training like an athlete and then you just get turned down like that like and most girls like you get turned down you just go cry Go try again next year, yeah. you know? And, like, I got, I went to that casting. I got turned down for third time after I trained every single day. I was like, that sucks. <laughs> and mind you, I Damn. wasn't myself. I wasn't out about my sexuality. Uh, I probably would have booked it if I was out about my sexuality. Yeah, gay Lebanese you know? person? Oh, yeah. come on. You know, I... I um, Signed. Yeah. <laughs> luckily, luckily, I had, like, a little bit of persistence, but it still wasn't enough. I, like, went back to one of my agents, and I was like, hey, they said no. You need to call John Pfeiffer and tell him to let me do the casting. And he's like, uh, I don't know if it works like that. I said, please call John and tell him to let me do the casting. I cannot go another year with them saying no again. Mm. And he convinced the casting director for me to like go. And I went, I pulled up, I was the first girl there, like, I, and I have bad time management, like, I'm late here. I'm either early, like, 45 minutes, or I'm late. late. <laughs> I pull up 45 minutes early, 45 minutes early, and it's me and Tony Garin, who's, like, booked the show a bunch of times. She's awesome. We're, like, talking. We're homieing it out, you know. And I go in with the first five girls. And I was the first girl there. I was like, you can go before me. You can go before me. You can go before me. I was like, I'm going to talk to these people. I'm going to wait till all these five girls leave. And I'm going to talk their ear off mm. and do my best to get this show. And so I waited till all the girls left. And then I walked out and I was like, you know, there's so many things that I wanted to say to you guys that I didn't get to say last year because I was too nervous. And to tell you the truth, I moved from a third world country to California, to New York, to stand here in front of you guys because I want to be here and I want to do this show. 
And they started crying. Aww. Monica and Sophia started crying. They were like, oh my God, like, you're amazing. Like, all of this stuff. And I walked out and I was like, I either got that show <laughs> or I didn't get it. Or you're never hearing from these people again. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and and Ed Razak, he's like also Lebanese. So I was like, I was like, are you Lebanese? I always wanted to ask you. I always told myself that the day that I stood here, I would ask you. And he's like, I am. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. So basically, like, uh, I ended up not getting the show that year. And I was like, all right. But at least I knew I did everything in my power uh, to do it. I mean, I moved, all I chased, the fucking I tricks. modeled, I got amazing agents. I like four pack. Yeah, four pack. Four I pack. like trained out like I never trained. I like had my friend do my hair and makeup. Like I got a spray tan. I was like, you know, and and you still hear a no, and it sucks. It pierces. It's worse even I think it's if you've worse. done everything that you possibly can. At least before it was like, well, I'm young, you know, yeah. I haven't trained. Yeah. Now it's like you come in your total A game and they're like, no. And then the pandemic happened and the show doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah, shit. Yeah. But now Fenty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I think, a whole other ball game. I, I think in in a sense though, it still taught me a lot and it yeah. gave me a lot of friends. It pushed me to go and travel and meet people and like get out of my comfort zone a little. And now I'm on Laura 2.0, getting out of my comfort zone. And it's a totally different aspect of everything, you know? Well, you've worked with some really fucking cool companies. And I mean, I'm sure that they're Thank probably not you. the same sort of money as Angel Contracts. But like Joa Brown, dude, I have had this Joa Brown Joe sticker awesome. on my laptop. Now I have a new laptop, so I don't use this for my oh, podcast. I love it. I love but it. I've had that on for ages. I am obsessed with them. They have great stuff. Me and my yeah. sister, I told her that you model for Joa Brown. She really? was freaking out. She's really? like, I, you have to talk about Joa Brown. You got to talk oh, about Joa. Because I love them. Their clothes is unbelievable. Like, they should, they should uh, Joa Brown, you guys should send her some clothes. Oh, my Or send I me clothes like that a, fits her and I'll give it to her. Yes, please. I'm I'm larger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking I love their shit. I have their like high neck stuff. I've have like some of their cropped like it's just I'll, it's I'll good be quality. sure I'll be it's sure to tag bomb. them in this video make sure that they see it, you know. Oh my god, I love you. Yeah. I love them. They're, yeah. But you so you work with like really cool companies. I feel like you're always doing some really fun nice. things. Yeah, and I've so done a good a good little amount. I've done like Maybelline and VS Pink and Joe yeah. Brown. Yeah, so you didn't do the right, you know, VS whatever, but you did VS Pink. I yeah. heard that, that was a really cool campaign. You really like that one? That was like when Snapchat was starting to make ads. Right, or the Snapchat ad. Right. So and cool. so I actually was working that day. I was doing a day of e-com and that happened my last minute casting. My agent calls me, hey, like, do you want to go do this casting? It's for Victoria's Secret Pink. Um, but like you need to finish shooting. And if you don't finish shooting early, you're going to miss the casting. Mm. I shot, uh, I think, 180 outfits in four hours. Faster than I've ever shot. I begged the client, please, please let me go. I need to go do this. I need to go. And I ran and there was 250 girls at this casting. Holy shit. And I was like, oh my God. And I'm like next to all these other girls that are stunning. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like, I didn't know it was like this type of casting. And I booked it. Mm. And I was the main girl. Out of 250 girls, I wanted it so bad. I booked that ca that cast. Dude, fuck you yeah. Know? You got serious perseverance. And from starting from such a young age is pretty cool because I feel like a lot of people gain motivation as they get older. But it seems like you've definitely had a fire underneath you for a long right. time. I think as I get older now, you know, reality's been starting to set in. Mm. And, you know, you start to become more afraid. Like, I have new fears now that I didn't have before. I'm like, of, you know, being afraid to speak up and those kinds of things. And that's why I'm fighting it now. And I'm like, no, I need to do this. Like, talking to you like this is is liberating. I feel liberated because it's, it's one, getting me to speak, which I'm constantly saying that I'm nervous to do. Mm. Two, 
forcing me to talk about how I got here actually reminds me that I had to overcome a lot of things before to unlock that version of myself. Yeah. And it's okay to have to unlock more things now to unlock the next version of myself, mm. you know? And I think it's import an important lesson for people to know, like you gotta get out of your comfort zone. Absolutely, that's where the growth happens. I, I love being uncomfortable purely for the fact that I know that like that's gonna lead to something beautiful, you know? Yeah. I think yeah. it's important, but okay, so talk to me a little about modeling. I mean, we've been going for so long, so we'll probably have to do like, we should, you should I know, come you back for so another much, fucking episode yeah. at some point, because there's so for much sure. more that I wanna discuss, but I, but I really wanna talk about like a bit of the modeling process, because I'm so fascinated yeah. by it. I used to watch that show, Eighth and Ocean and shit, and uh -huh. like modeling has changed so much now. Right. It's a whole other ball game yeah. with body positivity. It's like, there's yeah. so many different Thank types. God. Yeah, oh, uh, I, listen, I, there's some areas of the world that, you know, overcorrection, sure, whatever, like glorifying obesity is not something I'm a fan of for right. sure. Yeah. But yeah. I can say on a personal fucking level, body positivity has changed my fucking life. Yeah. Like in a way that I can't even, I, I can't even really articulate it to how extreme of a difference it made. When I first went, I traveled to Brazil. I'll never forget being on the beach there for the first time and coming from the beaches of LA where everyone has a t-shirt if they're like two pounds overweight, mm -hmm. like to Brazil where everyone's in a thong no matter what oh, their yeah. size is. Yeah, like, Brazil is like it's a it's everybody's got a crazy body. Man, there. and all these like it, the Instagram people like it's it makes you feel like f it's just it's changed everything. It's changed right. the fucking game and I love it. But I think it's also changed how modeling works, but I'm curious you say you do e-commerce. Like explain to me what the process of that is like. So it's all for uh, like online catalog, is that the whole thing? So there's a a lot of different aspects to modeling, right? And 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 so first, the first thing I would break it down to is there's two types of models, generally speaking, which is commercial models and high fashion runway models. Mm. Okay. So if you're like a high fashion model, you're like going, you're traveling to Milan, Paris, London, New York, you're doing the runway shows, like you're doing Chanel, you're doing Dior, you're doing Dolce Gabbana, you're getting exclusives for those shows, you're doing that. But what they don't tell you is that you might get that and you might get that one job with Chanel that's like 20K for the campaign or 50K for the campaign, but you're doing those shows for free. Wait, what? Yeah. Majority Wait, of the time. What? Do yeah. you get paid for the runway shows? It uh, depends. Depends. Majority of the time, those girls, like maybe maybe if you're lucky, it could be $1,000. Maybe you're unlucky and it's $300. Maybe you're getting paid in trade and clothes. So every single girl that people see in the, like, oh. on the runway, those models, you're like, oh my God, they're so rich. Those runway models are likely broke. Damn. If you're not Bella Hadid or Kendall Jenner or Gigi, you're probably broke mm. because the way it works is you go, you're like, okay, I'm going to travel to do this show. You travel, you have now incurred fees on you by the agency that the agency advances you. Your <laughs> plane ticket, Fucker. which is like a grand to two grand, a place to stay, which is another two grand. The model apartments or whatever. You're now three grand in debt. Plus they give you an allowance if you need food for every like week, which is like a hundred bucks. You need transportation or 200 bucks, some shit like that, okay? So you're now in debt, five grand. You haven't started anything. And now multiply that by four cities. Four cities, five grand of debt, minimum to each city. You're now 20 grand in debt, okay? You better get some shows to repay your debt first. Jesus. So, you go and you do like, if you're lucky, you book the castings, whatever. If you're unlucky, 
Now you have a debt remaining with that agency and you got to wait until you get lucky to book a job in that city. Then they automatically deduct what you owe them first. This is standard. Wow. This feels like modern day slavery. I'm and not going to lie. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like it, 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 I'm, nobody's going and saying any of this stuff either because there's a few girls I've seen like online talking about it, but they're not real models. So it's like incorrect information going out and mm. I can see it online easily. But this is the actual reality of it, right? So you That's go to those wild. cities. Yeah, and then if you're lucky, if you're lucky, you maybe book an exclusive for like Dolce & Gabbana or you book a show with Dolce & Gabbana. Then these other casting directors start to pick up and you're making like 200 bucks, 300 bucks, 1,000 bucks. But like, unless you're like Cara Delevingne and you're doing like two, three, four shows a day and like you're that kind of girl that they have to pay, you're not making money. If you're a random girl, you're not making money. So with that i ended up like i never had an agency in paris or milan i think i might get try to get one like now but i was like i tried to do the shows in new york and it's horrible it's like you go it's either extremely hot and it's like 80 degrees or it's winter <laughs> and luckily i skipped winter but like you go you're doing 9 to 12 castings a day you're just like in the subway uptown downtown uptown downtown brooklyn back from back to manhattan going for the hopes you're doing like probably at least like at least 70 castings in the interval of five days Jesus. hoping that you get one show that makes you a breakout star okay so so doing all of that and being in new york and like trying really hard like hustling to like whatever i started to realize i don't know if i want to do this mm. i don't know if i want to be trying to go around from city to city and end up in debt i'm gonna pick one city to be in and that led me to la and I, now i finally have representation in new york again after like the pandemic and stuff like that and i'm like maybe going to try this route again but like i decided to take the route of being like a commercial model Wait, but okay, so question about the representation in different cities, because don't like elite model, don't they have like elite or IMG, or whatever, don't they have offices in all these cities? Can't they rep you across the board? So it depends on the agency. So like I just signed a worldwide contract with one model management. Okay. So they now rep me in New York, LA, Chicago, and Spain. Okay. So London, Paris, Milan are still up for grabs for me, Got as it. long as I discuss it with my worldwide agency one management. Um, to make sure that like they'll set it up. They're my mother agency and they're like taking care of me right now. Got it. Um, Got it. So they find you people to rep you in those places and, and essentially yes. repping you in those places means that they manage the jobs for you there or they get you the jobs there. They get you the jobs there and so do the everything agencies. related to that. So like the do more you guys have managers do more yeah. well yeah. you have like booking agents you know they're like kind of both okay, they play okay, the role it, of both it. like managers more like musicians and stuff like that. So like right, they're more right. like an agent. So like yeah, managers like more personalized touch. I feel like I always, in a sense, manage myself because I read, I research, what do you do for this or that? But like, yeah, so I would have like my agency in New York, they'll book me jobs in New York, which includes clients like Urban Outfitters and Free People nice. and, you know, Victoria's Secret. They're the ones that can send you to that, Got it. you know, adore me, like things like that. And then my LA agency could send me to like Forever 21, which I do all the time, and PacSun or, um, you know, like uh, Joa Brown, like that, their client list. And then Miami has their own client list. Spain has like Zara mm. and like, I think like maybe uh, H&M, like Wait, things like have that. You done, have you done e-commerce for Zara? I actually don't, I haven't, but I really want to. <laughs> because, because just, the, just the photos tell me, are hilarious. Yes, dude. Like, do they ask people to like flip upside down? I would buy so they much probably, more from Zara if I could shop online, but it's impossible. <laughs> How do you know what something looks like when the, when the foot is like, at I know, the, I know. It's hilarious. It's, everybody like makes fun of it. It's so crazy, <laughs> it's but like, 
But actually, if you like remove the weird poses out of the side, so Zara actually has the highest quality e-commerce photos. Wait, why? Wait, explain, explain. Just, think about it. When you look at a photo on Zara and you look at the clothes, you can almost see the stitching. They're oh, upside down. Oh, in that, in that way. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll see the stitching, but like, what is, how does it drape? Like, I don't know what yeah, it drapes you don't like know. when it's You don't need to know how it drapes. <laughs> the important part is that you know it looks like a fucking dope photo and it looks artistic and shit, you it know? Is, it is so artsy. It's very much, yeah. like, it's cool. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, it's yeah. so hard to shop on Zara. It's so fucking funny. But it's if you ever do, little, can yeah. you we come back on the podcast when you do e-commerce for Zara? Yeah, I'll, I'll, let, you, I'll let you I know. I need that whole inside scoop. I'll, like, I'll let you know. We're definitely... I love, I love this. We're definitely going to do another Oh, yeah. We're going to do round two for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, but, yeah. So, then you get, like, an agency in every city. Mm. And, like, so, like, London. Like, I've been with Storm and Premiere and Pandemic happened. So, I had to, like, leave both. Mm. But you get one per city. And and I booked clients like Nasty Gal, Boohoo. Like, um, like, I was almost, oh, my God. Before the pandemic happened, I was supposed to finally work for Burberry. Ooh. And Burberry was, like... One of my dream clients, and I remember Hell actually, yeah. I remember actually when I was a kid getting into like an argument with Cara Delevingne's old agent, <laughs> and I was like, "You need to be my agent," and she's like, "No," <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, I want to book Burberry," and she's like, "That's not how it works. Burberry only books British girls." So for years, oh, really? I was like, "I was like, okay." Yeah, and so I was like, there's going to be a day where they don't book British girls, and I want to be a girl that they book. I fucking love Burberry. Yeah. It was, I thought it was the coolest thing because, like, Cara Delevingne did it, and, you know. So you obviously like, loved Cara. I loved Cara, you yeah. know. Like, I actually, like, I met her, like, a couple of times and stuff, but, like, we never really, like, talked much. Mm. But I liked that she was had a personality, mm. and she was out, and she was like, I play for both teams. Like, now I think everybody knows that she's, like, gay. So it was like, Yeah, she's pretty much just, is she, who's she with now? What's What's her name? I don't know where who, she, who she's Ashley with Benson right now. or something. Oh no, I think they broke up. Did they? I don't know. I don't. Damn, follow that was that a stuff. fucking cute couple. I don't follow it either. Who did yeah. I think that was still together that really broke up like forever ago? Anyways, I always I always do that. I'm I was like, like Kara's sister actually tried to hook me up with Kara once. Ooh, yeah, I was at like Coachella and she's like she was like oh like you are so cute. What's your type of girl? And I was like <laughs> I was like blonde hair and colored eyes and like chill like plays video games. She's like oh my god, do you know who my sister is? <laughs> I was like uh. No. <laughs> Dude, your accent's not bad. Just go do that in the Burberry audition. <laughs> I know. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, she goes, she's like, my sister's Cara Delevingne. You would absolutely love her. You would so get along. And I'm like, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like, just was like, I was lit. You know, I was out. Yeah. So I didn't get Poppy's number, but Poppy God was damn. like really dope. Yeah, yeah, Could have yeah. fucked Cara. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think the problem is like me and Cara are like the same type of lesbian where we're both kind of like masculine. Yeah. Like I like like femme girls, like the short skirt wearing type, mm. you know, like like the kind of girl that literally nobody suspects to be in a girl's. I'm like, that's my type. But it's cool because you're masculine, but you're so hot. Like you're Thanks. not, you know what I mean? Like you're not like a... I'm not butch. You're not butch no. at all, yeah. but you do yeah. have the mask vibe. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But yeah. it's like... I think cool. like my mannerisms and stuff are like more masculine, but like I still feel really feminine. Like I always tell yeah. my friends, like my friends will make jokes. They're like, Laura, when it comes to getting dating advice as like about guys, you are our favorite friend to get dating advice from because you it's think know. half like a guy. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, that's also why I can't date a guy, you know, because I know what they're thinking and they're being dogs. I'll tell you that, you know, <laughs> You're like I have the inside scoop, I have the inside scoop. Uh, I, I describe it as I think exactly 50% like a guy and 50% like a girl. So the 50% of me that's like a guy is like, I want to go talk to all these hot girls. <laughs> oh my God, a girl here, a Staring girl here. at your friends oh while they're God. getting dressed. 
dress like a yeah, just, just like a subconscious stupid yeah, stupid yeah. and then the side of me that's like a girl's like oh but i really do want to fall in love and i actually like you know i actually really do want a girl to like go road tripping with me and do cute things and i want to mm-hmm. make her a playlist like i'm like a cheese ball at heart that's yeah. why i think like part of my tiktok's hilarious because i'm like i play it like playboy like <laughs> brand but low-key like if anybody actually knows me like and you dig through me like i make jokes i'm like an onion like you dig through my layers and i am a cheese ball and i'm romantic okay and shrek I <laughs> remember all these details yeah like an onion literally no, I think that there are so many layers to your story. It's so cool to watch you like embracing it all now. It's Thank fucking you. awesome. And I, I think it's important. So you do commercial modeling. You love that. There's more money in that and it's yeah, far more so, enjoyable. Yeah. So to bring us back to that is the second type of modeling is commercial modeling, which is where they take a more sexy girl, a more pretty girl. Like you can be a little shorter. You can have a little more of like a chest, you yeah. know, like a little more curvy And I chose to do that because, like, you know, I found out all these girls that are doing runway are actually broke. Mm. And now I'm on a different phase where it's like I want to be vocal and out and see if that helps my career and, like, find the brands. Like, I'm ultimately, like, I'm dying to do, like, Calvin Klein. Like, that's, like, a dream one. But, like, I want to do their pride campaign. Dude, you fucking kill Calvin Klein. Thanks, thanks. So I'm like, I want to do, like, things like that that are, like, how can I find a way to, you know, make more money but make a difference? Because... Otherwise, I lose that passion for modeling. Like, modeling is not benefiting anybody. It's my bread and butter. It's my income. But how can I give it a positive twist, which is why I'm, like, fighting to be so much more vocal now because I want to make a difference. I want girls to be like, oh, you know what? She's skinny. And that maybe doesn't make me feel so good about my body if they have that. But also be like, but wait, she's gay. And she's Arab. And she has other things about her that are cool. And she's just born like that. Yeah. Because right now, I think there's such a stress on like body positivity, this and that. And I think it's so important to acknowledge all of that. But I think it's also like realistically looking at it like all of us girls that are skinny, like our body's just like that. You yeah. know, like... And it's a it, it's a gift for sure, like, and it's and it's a struggle for other people to not be, be like a that. A blessing and a curse to men. I have a friend who like tries to put on so much weight all the time, and yeah, it's really absolutely. fucking hard for her. That's how I how I was like yeah. I would I couldn't like when I was take, younger, I was like eating. Take pizza this part and, and open it just a little bit. I feel like it's hurting you at the top. Yeah, it's yeah. A little. Yeah, open like that one of the sides, yeah. just like to make I think it. That did it. Did it? Yeah, okay, good. You got it. Okay, great. <laughs> great. Thanks. I keep touching it. You're yeah. like, I'm gonna have to cut this all. No, up. no, no, no. I I can just tell because these because my other headphones are not here right now. They usually have like padding. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but better. they're good. I like, I like yeah. hearing myself. It's, it's nice. Isn't it fun? It's kind of interesting. Isn't it cool? It. Yeah. Um, voice in the head. But oh. it is. But I think it's, you know, within body positivity, like, I don't mind brands. Obviously, Victoria's Secret is different because it's such an uh, original right, brand yeah. that they were kind of part of the original right, problem, right. if you will. Yeah. But when you look at brands now, like Joa Brown, they don't have any big models yeah. on their site. And I mean, I'm fine with it. Yeah. You know, I don't think that everyone has to cater to everything. And if yeah. anything, I actually think it's better when clothing companies go more niche because you know, for me, for example, I have like a long torso. Right. Right. Like not all companies will like, like jumpsuits mm. or uh, one piece bathing suits yeah. or shit like that. Body suits. Some of I fucking hard to find for me. Anything yeah. that's like one. So if there was a company that does long torso, that's right. awesome. Right. I would shop from there. You know what right. I mean? Like, right. I think it's okay. Curvier, totally fine. And if big companies want to do everything, they can as well. Yeah. But I don't think every company has to do everything. Yeah. I think that's really unrealistic. I and think, I, I think, and I think body positivity also includes skinny people as well. So like when you see the comments on, on whatever, like eat a hamburger, eat a this. Yeah. It's like, dude, you're doing the same fucking thing. You're doing the exact same thing that you think somebody else would do. And you know, there are people who are overweight because they're overeating and there are people who are underweight because they're under eating. Mm -hmm. But for a lot of people, 
this is their natural fucking t- bodies. Yeah. Like for me, it was always my natural size, but I know like I've heard stories like, you know, that my friends, some friends don't know that I know of like them going and making themselves throw up because, you know, they, you know, they had like these modeling agents and stuff telling them that you need to be this way and you need to be like that. Yeah. That's why like, honestly, like thank God that n- more people came in and people were like, this is fucked up. Like, this is not okay that you guys don't have body positivity because it, it actually made all of our agents more hesitant about what they say to us. You know, like, thank God, in a way, because agents can be disgusting yeah, sometimes. Yeah, because in a way, like, you want, I want to say, like, normal people or more normal sized people saved us because we're not like, we're choosing to model, like, like, you know, like, yeah, it's like, it's so glamorous, but it's like, most of these girls are coming from Ukraine and Russia yeah. and like all these random countries, Brazil. Their families are poor. Yeah. Their families are not rich. They're trying to make a difference. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think like Laís, Laís Oliveira's family is, is rich or Laís Rivera. Like, I don't think her family's rich. Mm. You know, I think she got rich and she had a kid and she was 18 and like went and fought for the shit that she has, yeah. you know? And so that's why we get into it. Like I came from a third world country, like, I'm like, my family's all right. Like, I don't talk to my dad. My dad doesn't help me with anything. What I have is just me. Yeah. And, and and this was like, I didn't have money to go to law school like I wanted to. It didn't matter if I had the grades for it. They still weren't good enough. You know, I wasn't like a 4.0 GPA. I was like a 3.5 GPA. And that wasn't maybe enough to get that scholarship mm. and go to school. So I went into modeling, you know. Um, and yeah, it's just like, it's just one of those things, you know. It's hard. It's It's so hard because I think a lot of times also, like, you know, people don't realize, but they perpetuate what could be harmful behavior within someone. So if someone's commenting on somebody's size or how they look or whatever, like, you know, even complimenting like the way, like weight loss or complimenting weight gain or complimenting anything like, oh, you look so good. You look curvier now or you look, you know, I I think that it can be kind of tricky. I mean, I'm a very big, I'm very complimentary person. Like I can't help it when I see something that I like clothes, Uh, a face, like fucking breath. Like Like, it could be the smallest detail. Like someone's lashes, like blow me away. Do you know what I mean? Like I will compliment them. And there have been times where I, I, that's, that's a beautiful gift. You know, not everybody's like that. Like that's what made us friends is you saw me and you're like, (laughs) and I was like hiding in all this like crypto stuff. And I was like, Oh, like I'm going to stick out like a sore thumb and everybody's going to think I'm an idiot. And you came up to me, and you're like, oh, my God, you look so cool. Are you a model? You're so pretty. And I was like, yeah, oh. sounds about right. I was like, <laughs> sounds about Shawnee. I was like, oh, you talk like normal. I like this. I like it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I think it's I think it's like, why not? You know, why not? People are so inundated with like so much fucking negativity and bullshit. And yeah. it's if I think something's nice, I'm going to fucking say it. And I, I don't right. I love hyping people up. I think it's so cool. And and so but it's but it's a thing, you know, I try and and remember that people are also human beings and yeah. I really like to compliment personalities and ambiances and things like that as well and try right. to stay away from bodies just because it can be really hard but if someone's hot I'm gonna fucking say it Do you know what I mean it's yeah. like it's part yeah. of it but it's yeah. it's tricky so when people are like eat a hamburger or eat a this like that could really hurt someone's it's it's psyche. horrible like you know like people would always bully me about like how skinny I am and I think people need to like take a second and like just shut the fuck up yeah. for a second <laughs> You know, and like, which is hard for me to do, but other people should. You know what I think of that, that statement in school where it's like, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And I try to go by that. Like, if I'm going to say some shit about somebody, I will say it to your face. If I think you suck, I will tell you to your face. I'm an extremely blunt person, you know, but at the same time, 
like you have to really be like awful for me to like say something mm. you know otherwise like i just let it go and i'm like i see people comment stuff like of other girls that are skinny i'm like leave the girl alone like you don't know what she's like or if they are like a bit thicker like why don't you just mind your own damn business like why is everybody running and rushing to go comment things like i get comments on my stuff on tiktok like oh what a shame that you're gay why don't you leave me alone? Why don't you, like, you don't need to be on my page if you don't like that I'm gay because I'm a pretty girl. Because I'm a pretty girl, I have to be straight. What about making other girls feel better about themselves? Because you you're know? a pretty girl, you have to be straight so that way you're an option for them exactly. kind of a thing. So that way the fantasy exactly. can work out in their favor or exactly. whatever it is. And, and which is so offensive. ridiculous. It's super offensive stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, people don't think about how offensive the things that they ask are, mm. you know? Or asking, like, for girls that are bisexual. What percentage of you likes guys and what percentage of you likes girls? Why does it matter? And that's something that took me a long time to understand. I, I didn't understand it, but now I do. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like everybody, everybody on this earth should be doing whatever makes them happy as long as it causes no harm to another human being. Fuck you yeah. want to go like collect fucking rocks? Go collect rocks. Collect them, you guys. You know? Collect all the rocks. Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> like, I think just, like, I think the world has a lot of, like, self-work to do. And I, I think I'm still doing a lot of work on my own. And I think, I hope that, you know, people will put in the work to think before they talk and not be so quick to bully somebody or to judge somebody or to have, like, a closed mind. Mm. There's a saying that we used to have at Wilderness uh, when I was a kid. It was, say what you mean, mean what you say, and don't be mean when you say it. I like that. And it's so succinct and it's, I've lived by it for so long. And like, I don't mind confronting people if I have a problem, yeah. but I'm going to mean what I say and I'm, I'm going to try and do it in a really, uh, you know, it doesn't always have to be a gentle way, but it's yeah. not going to be a mean way. Yeah. And I think it's so important. And I, I, I do feel like with online culture, it's one of those things that I feel like people are getting better at or at least slow and steady. You know what I mean? Like they're kind of improving in a way. But it is like a problem, you know, within the reality TV world, like I used to have a podcast about it and it, the comments online are just so fucking negative the, with with plastic surgery. Whenever right. anybody gets anything done and people comment on it and it's like if someone had bad work done, they're probably not very happy about it. So also, having like, like a barrage of messages about it, it's not going to make them feel any better yeah, about it. Yeah. You also, know? like people that do want to get plastic surgery, like I have like friends that ask me like, oh, do you think I should do my nose? Oh, do you think I should do my lips? And I'm like, look, honestly, like. I am pro all of that. I am pro mm. go get Botox, go get fillers, go do whatever. I love Botox. Is, I love Botox too. Oh my God, it's the best But thing. I'm like, go, <laughs> like I got all of my friends, I think on, on Botox, but I tell them, I'm like, look, I've been doing that since I was 18, super young. People freak out about it, but it makes me happy. It makes yeah. me feel good. It's not hurting anybody. So I'm like, anybody who is not feeling good about themselves in some way, if that makes them feel better, you want to go like you're a girl, you want to go dress up like a guy makes you feel better. You're a guy wants to go dress up like a girl. Whatever. Go do whatever's going to make you happy. Like, mm -hmm. why does any of this matter? Yeah, 100%. You know? Personal people, autonomy. People have so much free time on their hands. <laughs> so much free to time. To fucking shit talk everybody. Yeah, like, like, you're like, you know, fucking eating from like a bag of fucking chips. And you're just like sitting there on your couch. Like, I'm going to TikTok and shit talk these people. <laughs> and you go on. Oh, this girl should eat a burger. Oh, this girl should be straight. Oh, this girl should this. Oh, I want to fuck this girl. Like... What? <laughs>
Like, are you okay? Bro, the things some people say online are like out of this world. It's yeah. just like, damn, are you not like a do you say that kind of stuff in person? Like, of course they don't. Creepy of course they shit. don't. Like, like you think if a if a like a guy saw me face to face, they're gonna be like, oh, it's a it's a shame. They're gonna be like, oh my god, like you're gay. Actually, that's kind of cool. Like, what's Dude, it so like? Dope. Like, like, you're gay, so you fuck chicks too, bro. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. And I go, don't worry, my game's better than yours. <gasps> Probably get girls that would look like nothing you'd come near. Yeah, well, every single one of your girlfriends is literally like a fucking ten. Yeah, it's like yeah. out of this world. It's out of this world. Okay, so I want to end on one last question. Yeah. By the way, next time we're going to talk about your like DJing and singing and no, crypto and yeah. NFTs and like that yeah, whole world. I know, I know. There's so much more to discuss. I feel like this was more essential. This was, you an, know? this was an intro. No, this was really essential. I think so much of this stuff is so important. I was actually super excited that you started posting all that kind of content because no, I was like, damn, this is fucking sick. Yeah, I love yeah. It. Do you feel like being lesbian has helped you with keeping like creepy? creepy photographers at bay has that fuck no no nah, not at all really even by the way, a, not like, even a like, little bit let me, let me give you an example the other day like last week i was in new york right and i went out and like whatever this guy comes to hit on me whatever he's like oh like uh, what are you what are you drinking what are you doing baby and i'm like whatever you know i was like i'm gonna save you the time i'm a lesbian <laughs> and he's like Oh, yeah, you think that's a funny excuse? I was like, no, I'm a lesbian. And then, <laughs> and then later that night, there's some girl that's kissing me. And he go, comes back and he's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I literally didn't know that you weren't kidding and that you're actually gay. I was like, yeah, I'm actually gay. Look at how I'm dressed. <laughs> Do I not look gay enough? I mean, I guess not. But I was like, literally, I was wearing like a, like camo pants like a fucking muscle t-shirt like camo <laughs> pants and i was wearing a fucking vest <laughs> you're you know, like bro like, this is this is gay this yeah is- i was like i was like you know just like people just they they like are still gonna like go and hit on you like i think now people have known me like privately like that known that i'm gay for so long yeah so now it's kind of like well you know if you invite Lars, she might steal the girl <laughs> like my friends will call me like mr steal your girl like, that's hilarious you know? Do you, yeah. do you ever, do you dislike when, when straight girls use that as an excuse to get away from guys? Do you think that that's like a bad I think thing? It's, I think it's horrible. Yeah. 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 What, what because, you- because when, when here's what happens, I am actually gay. So when I'm in a situation where I actually need to say I'm a lesbian because that's the truth, right? It loses its value. It loses its value and they don't believe me. Mm. So I think if a girl, like I understand girls wanting to get guys away, but you should just be honest and say, Look, I'm really not interested. Say you have a boyfriend. Say I have a boyfriend. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, I'm not interested. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not interested. Why is that so difficult to say? Why does it... Sometimes it just doesn't work. I think yeah. that's the big issue. It's like, it's really... That's the other problem. It's fucking guys. weird how that doesn't work. I find that so, like... Does that work with women, though? Is that... it's People are what really fucking persistent. Like, if you tell a woman that you're not interested, is she going to try again? I mean, look, so with me, most of the girls I go for are like interested. Oh, (laughs) interested (laughs) are straight. No, they're straight. Like most of the girls. Oh, pretty. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. You continue. You continue. I thought of it. Yeah. Yeah. You remembered it. Okay. Good. (laughs) Fucking God. Good. Okay. (laughs) It's not even that great of a question, but I still want to ask it. (laughs) Most. So so most of the girls that I go for, like generally are like straight or bi-curious, you know, like haven't been with a girl. Like I think like. I was about to say my body count. (laughs) Yeah, is it high? Should we compare body counts? I don't know. Like, my body count's actually not that bad. Like, I would say, like, like it's, like, around, like, 15 to 20. Oh, for your age, that's That's not bad. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, And I would say, like, 
only like three or four of those girls ha- had like been with girls before. Interesting. And every single Isn't other that girl. Isn't weird though? Like being with someone who's so inexperienced. Like I would hate to get with fucking virgins. That'd I mean, it's me worst. repeatedly. Yeah, it's like me consistently Like always teaching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the, thi- the problem I'd is. I would never like, hook up with a virgin guy now. I would be so uncomfortable with yeah, that idea. Yeah, no. I think the problem is I'm a fool for a beautiful girl. Mm. So I, if I'm going out, I'm drinking, the vibes are right. I'm hanging out at places with all my straight friends. There is no girls that like girls. I've never been to a gay bar. Lesbian because lesbians are go- lesbian bars are going extinct. It, I just I just like <laughs> I've never I don't have it around me. I don't have friends that are into it. That's why I like TikTok because mm. it's the first time I've ever been exposed to girls that are like me. So I'm like going to these places and it's like all straight girls. What am I gonna nod in on any girls? No, I'm gonna start drinking and I'm gonna be like, oh, you're kind of cute. Have you ever been <laughs> with a girl? are you curious and sometimes girls will like right away just be like i'm so not into girls and i'm like well you don't know until you try and they're like no and i'm like have you tried with a girl though yet yeah and i'm like and i'm like okay like occasionally i'll get one girl that's like super like super like not into it you know and then like generally like girls could be drinking and they could be like i could be down like and then most of them will like make out with you like my make out numbers ridiculous but yeah I'm making i've made out with girls like before different. but that's so easy like that's it's so easy make like, out with a lot of people if i'm being honest like yeah. it's just not like, like the, the hard yeah. thing is like actually having getting, sex yeah. with a girl yeah and also going on a date with a girl like interesting you know like going on it like can you put yourself in a position with a girl to like remove the sex factor and actually get to know the girl does yeah. that make you uncomfortable or does it make you comfortable me no, like in general, oh, in general? Like for, for what their thought processes. Like, like, like I admire, like I admire girls that that like are able to be like, okay, like I've never slept with a girl, mm. but I'm down to go on a date with this girl, and like are able to like have a normal conversation. It feels like hanging out with a friend, and the nice part, like things that things that I learned from dating, like my, I was gonna say, my, that feels like just hanging out with a friend. Yeah, like things that I learned from like my last relationship, like Carrie. I learned so much in that relationship where it was like things and insecurities that I had, and like things to overcome, and like. She would tell me, she's like, honestly, like hanging out with you is like hanging out with my best friend and constantly having my best friend with me, you know, and being able to like always have somebody to do things with, like whether we're like analyzing things or talking about things because I'm a girl. So it's different than a guy because I go into explicit detail about things with her that guys don't do. And then I could simultaneously be like, all right, let's go to the beach and like go watch the sunset or do our nails or like whatever, like little things like that, you know? Mm. Um, and it, that's it. Like, I've just like learned a lot from that. And like, I think like, like I admire girls that have the ability to have the strength to go out with a girl and put themselves in that position and see that it is normal. And you're panicking about it in your head. Like I had for the longest time panicking in my head, oh my God, going on a date with this girl, are people going to look? Oh, what are people going to think? Oh, that's two pretty girls are having dinner. Oh, so weird. Like, interesting. So I admired the girls that were more themselves Mm. because it made me be myself, especially if it was a girl that was comfortable to like kiss me in public. And each girl's different. Like there's a lot of girls that I've talked to. They're like super not comfortable with that. Like public affection, I was super bad with. And I had to like put in a lot of effort to work on that. So crazy. Cause I think, I I guess looking from the outside in, just like as a regular, like straight Californian human, Mm -hmm. I see so much progress. And like, I think people, I just assume people are so comfortable with themselves right. now because of how like kind of society has been going and 
Like, I don't know. There's almost this illusion that like everyone is super open and comfortable right. and like totally fine with it. So when I hear that people are still hesitant that way or that there is still kind of that barrier, it's it's pretty interesting to me because I, I don't, it's hard to see that. Like you don't see that unless you're going through those experiences where you're literally talking to a chick and she's like, I don't want to like hook up in public right. or whatever. But to me, I see so much more free love these days and this, this and that. And it's kind of crazy, but there really still is like a big stigma. There really still are, you know, there are still fears. There are still yeah. stresses from people, but yeah, I mean, it's, I think you're, I think what you're doing with TikTok is fantastic. I think what you're Thank doing you. with all your content is amazing. Thank and I you. hope that it really does impact people out there. I and hope so too. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. it. I think it will change. If I could, if I could have one wish right now, it would be to to reach like a lot of women, like millions of women that like women, and hopefully make a hundred of them come out. Yeah. You know, like that would make me the happiest fucking person ever to know that like I get a hundred messages from girls that are like, "Hey, watching your funny videos actually made me feel really comfortable with myself and my sexuality." Like, and if I could reach more women and make more women comfortable about themselves, like. That would be like Fucking my dying it. dream, literally my dying dream. Like something when people ask you, like, what is one thing that you think that you like if you're going to die tomorrow? What's one thing? What's your legacy that you're leaving behind? Mm. And that's what I hope my legacy is. It's a fucking powerful legacy if you can leave that. Yeah, you know what that's I mean? like yeah. my, like, I'm at that age where I'm figuring out what I want to do and I'm realizing the legacy I want to leave behind is helping girls accept themselves. I cannot wait to see how this impacts your career because I just have a feeling that it is going to really help you take off. Hopefully. You showing your personality, <laughs> you showing you. Your, your sides to you. And I, I, you know, like we were talking about how with model, models and obviously not being outspoken and stuff mm -hmm. in the past and how that's kind of changed now. Right. I think companies are looking for people who can be that personality, yeah. who can be that face and represent so much more than just the pretty or just the, you know, perfect body right. for the, their clothes or whatever it is. Yeah. I'm just curious about pretty privilege in terms of like how you felt that growing up. Do you feel like things, not necessarily maybe in the modeling industry because you're going up against right. literally like stunning humans, so right. competition is going to be steep. But for example, like the way guys treat you or at a restaurant or just day-to-day -day life, do you ever get a feeling that things are a little bit better or easier it's really easy to flirt with the bartender and get a free drink mm. Mm. really easy mm. it's a My lot more fun is so fucking good at that it's a lot more fun to do it with your girlfriend yeah. <laughs> <laughs> done that done that a couple of times with my ex we would just die laughing she'd be like oh my god babe this guy wants to buy me a drink and i'm like let him ask for 42 let's go drink <laughs> like you know have you ever been turned down from a club or a party at a door um honestly i get turned down at the web three parties <laughs> shut up do you actually yeah shut the fuck yeah, up yeah that's how that's what i realized like the doors are <laughs> the doors are like so wrong because it's like i could pull up to like one oh casa cipriani right, like yeah. like zero bond gates of heaven open for you because mm. it's like your friends places or like you're a pretty girl it's like whatever it's just a girl like you can talk your way through it i pull up to any web three party and they're like, is your name on the list? I'm like, no, no. Like, I barely got the fucking invite. You're like, did I, I just have the flyer but like, in my I'm text message. But like, I'm a girl. Like, you guys need girls at, the, at these events. And they're just like, no, sorry, we can't get you in. And I'm like sitting there like calling like Nicole, like, hello? Like, <laughs> Georgia Sinclair, Nicole, can you, can, can you, can you guys, let uh, me in? Knock, can knock. Can you guys get me into this uh, <laughs> Web3 party? That's actually hilarious. Yeah, they like don't let me in the Web3 parties. They're what? kind of like, what are you doing here? Like, you're so misplaced. And I'm like, this is why these parties are, like, not a vibe. Yeah. Because you guys literally, you guys should be open-ended open, open -ended letting every single girl in. Mm. Shouldn't even be a question about whether or not she's on the list. And that's when you realize there's, like, a like a separation, like, a gap between the doors. There is a gap. There is a fucking gap. That's, like, they want to do all these parties that are, like, cool. And you want to have a cool party, but there's no girls. 
Okay, what about these like vacations that I always see models on all the time? You guys are always on yachts and yeah. shit. Do you go on a lot of yachts? Is that like a legitimate thing? It's okay. So there's two types. Because that's of... the pretty privilege that I would like to have. Right. I want yachts. There's there's two types of girls that are like doing that stuff, right? So some of them are. <laughs> It's the fucking pause. <laughs> it's the pause. I, you said so much with one pause. I don't, my friends you said always so tell much. me. My friends <laughs> will tell me that you know, like you do this thing before you're about to say something crazy, and you make like a big pause. You know, so I think that explains that. I'm self-explanatory. Right, sure. I don't want to shit talk anybody, but you know, you know what she's doing. You know why she's there. You know right. how she got the bag. Mm. Both bags, mm. <laughs> you know, yeah, the physical and the financial one, right? Yeah. And some of them are just your homies, like, mm. so, like, for comparison, like my tech friends, like they have private jets. I've gone on private jets, like, with a good amount of my friends, like, like, like Jordan Belfort flew me back. On, oh yeah, the, yeah, he, yeah. When I when that's I met you, met, he was yeah, yeah, yeah. He was that's how I met that whole crew. Yeah, yeah. We were in that corner with him. Yeah, and so uh. like you know, he flew me on uh, on his plane on my birthday, which was like so dope because yeah. I was like stuck in New York, and I was like, he's like, oh, when are you going back to LA? And I was like, oh, tomorrow. And he's like, oh, just come with me. So like, <laughs> and like he knows I'm gay. He's uh. like my homie. Like whatever, you know, like. And, like, I have other friends that are like, oh, do you need a ride to New York? Like, they sure, they maybe know me from Is anybody going to that. Portugal this week that you know? Uh, no, unfortunately <laughs> not. Unfortunately, I don't even know if I'm going to Europe at this point. Like, I'm getting older and less hot. So, like, the, I, my, pretty girl, my pretty girl privilege or hot girl currency is just going down the fucking Well, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio would have fucking, uh, he would have dumped you, what, like, four years ago now? Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm getting old. I'm getting old for him. Yeah. Um, um, so interesting. I always wonder like how those things go down. Cause it just seems like, I mean, I have, so I have a lot of guy friends. Yeah. I'm, I'm like a guy's, I'm a guy's girl and I'm also a girl's girl. I'm like, like I'm, I'm like the bro, like literally both. Like, yeah, yes, I can yeah. do, I can do both. I have like yeah. a really amazing platonic guy friends for sure. But I also like the, so they'll always like hit me up. Like we need hot girls for this party. <laughs> like, yeah. Like Coachella, like, like that's the thing. Coachella, every single hot girl goes for free. Yes. If she has a lot of followers, a brand could be probably paying her to go. Yeah, a lot of brands send yeah, them. Yeah, you know, like, or if she's, like, not really known, but she's, like, a hot girl. Like, Coachella, like, last year, like, I, I paid for it myself. I got tickets, like, for me and my girl, like, You five. got regular tickets? Nah, dude, I paid five grand. For the artist, artist pass? Yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ, yeah, Laura. But, but what I did is, like. Is Wait, you paid five grand each? Both for both, okay. like it's like twenty five hundred or twenty six hundred each. Artist passes are the bomb. Yeah, and I like, and what I did is, yeah, because I was like, I'm not gonna take my girl like not artist, mm. you know, like, um, and so I sold like fifteen tickets or something, and oh. and I just you know made up the cost. <laughs> smart, that's actually really smart. Look at you, yeah. savvy business lady. Yeah, so you know, um, I I'm like I feel like I'm like I like to like have nice things and do nice things, but like I like think about it a little bit before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so all those girls like at Coachella, like they're probably like going for free. Like I felt good like paying for my own kind of like ticket. And like I don't like to ever really feel like I owe people anything. I was gonna say, do you ever are there any instances where you'll like have to turn something down just because you don't feel like you want to really that person maybe? So what give I that do impression? now, like as that I'm older and that like I know myself like more like. If you want me to travel with you, you know I'm gay. Mm. You know you're not fucking me. Right. Like, you know you're my homie. Like, you know you're, like, my brother. Like, you know, like, you love me for me. Mm. You know? So, like, I have, like, a specific set group of friends that, like, I'll travel with. 
And like, they're my homies. They're literally like the most loving guys ever that are like, you're like my bro, dude. Like, I yeah. love you. Like, like yeah. you being gay and stuff like that. And they don't question it. And they've been my friends for like eight years. And I fought for those people. Like, I've like spent a lot of time like being lonely, not having the right people around me and like finding people that are like genuinely good people. Like, I would say like my closest friends are like extremely spiritual. Mm. Like they're like going like my one of my best friends, Carlo, is like always touching trees. He's like, <laughs> I'm connecting with the tree, you know, and, and it's like. And I'm like, I appreciate that. Or like my friend Joey, he's like Jewish and like we have our like religious differences. We love a Jew. Right? Yeah. And he's always like, I remember like one thing you would say, it'd be, like, it'd be like raining in New York. I'm like, fuck, I hate the rain. I hate that it's raining. And he'd be like, don't say that. People used to pray for the rain. That's true. And I'm like, he's right. Because, you know, drought is like a real thing. And so now whenever it's raining, I'm like, it's good. We needed it. Well, California for sure needs yeah. it. And I say, it's good. We needed it. You yeah. know, it like changes my perspective on it. And like. And, and, like, I have another friend who actually used to be a monk. Mm. And his name's Will. And he's also, like, one of my other, like, best guy friends. So, like, I have, like, a few a few set ones, like, just homies that have your back. Like, my friends, like, I have, like, one of my other friends, like, owns a hotel. And I was in New York. I stayed at his hotel. And he's, like, he's like oh, like, are you, like, going to hang out with this girl on, like, Friday night? Or when are you hanging out there? On, like, Thursday. And he's, like, okay, I'm going to give you another day at the hotel room. Like, maybe you guys, you know, have some fun. <laughs> like... <laughs> You know, or like my friends are like very like, oh, I'll fly you and your girlfriend out. You know, like they're yeah. not like hitting on any either of us, you know, and it takes time to like build that and Together. get to that. But yeah, but a lot of those girls like they're going like it's, you know, like it's like a trip. Sometimes you're young, you're just having fun. Like sometimes it's like a, a another situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's always so interesting to me. I mean, I, it's like, it, it seems from the outside in, like, it's such a glamorous life. But obviously, I mean, I have so many fucking, like, whatever influencery yeah. humans in my existence. Yeah. And, I mean, I try and take, like, a big step back. I have taken a huge step back from it the right. last few months just because right. it's soul-sucking energy. And it can be really fucking draining. So, it makes sense that you have, so, like, such a diverse group of friends. And they're not yeah. all coming from this sort of social media, like, whatever perspective. Yeah. It can be, it can be really hard. But I always wonder... So I guess I, I have like an understanding that a lot of that stuff is just glamour. And first of all, some of it can be campaigns or influencer trips or whatever it is. Yeah. But it is interesting to hear from that perspective, like where that kind of stuff comes from, you know? Yeah. Especially for people who are not invited on yacht trips very often. Yeah. I mean, it takes it. it Guys, takes bring a me on your like, yacht. Yeah. Bring me on your <laughs> fucking it. yacht. No, yeah. I'm going to have my own yacht. Yeah. And buy a 250 foot yacht. You can come on my yacht if you want. Perfect. I yeah, would bring, love that. bring your girlfriends. You know, lesbians, uh, lesbians, let's uh, help me get a lesbian yacht. So we could just throw a big lesbian <laughs> girl. Huge ass well, lesbian like, you know, a girls who like girls party. Yeah. Every single girl, whether you're bi or pan, I don't care. Let's just big, big lesbian party. Girls who like girls party. Uh, <laughs> like, all right, Laura, you're a fucking G, as your last name does say. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> Thank on. Thank you. Where, so what me. do you want people to know? Lesbian with sign is the handle at lesbian with sign. So follow me on TikTok. That's where all my skits are and all the funny stuff is. It's uh, L-A-R-A-G-H-R-A-O-U-I. Just my first name, last name. And um, which Kure, I guess is Kure, written right Kure, there beautifully. Growy, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, our next game will be a drinking game. <laughs> like, <laughs> we, we could say my last name, and every time you can't say it right, you take a shot. Next time you come on, we're just going to get fucked up so and like sing up. and yeah. talk about DJing. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, I'd say that. And then if you want to follow my Instagram, if you're not on TikTok and you just want to keep tabs on lesbian with a sign, it's literally lesbian with a sign. 
and yeah. And then your regular Instagram but as all well. The, all the all the like humorous humorous lesbian stuff is on TikTok. I don't post as much of that on my Instagram. I saw that. So you don't put any of those reels or anything up, right? I like here and there. I'm severely losing male followers now. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me. I that's I'm, fucking I'm, hilarious. I lose like 2,000, 3,000 <laughs> male followers and then I gain like 3,000 like girls who like <laughs> girls followers. And like every time I like go through my DMs, which by the way, girls, I'm reading all the DMs. There's too many for me to answer, but I love you guys and I'm so happy for everybody that's like sending sweet messages i love you guys do you um, click like on all the messages on what on like whenever you get dms because I, I can't but it's impossible right so the, my dms are actually kind of messed up which is why i like mix up and i can't even like respond like to all yeah. of them because the time i open it then it like reloads weird you know mm. but like when i get like a new one i can like kind of like glance at it so i'll read through it and if sometimes it's like really meaningful messages or somebody writes me like a paragraph i like try to respond yeah but i'm also just getting a lot of messages it's because of because of, yeah like i probably get like i don't know like at least 20 to 30 a day yeah which compounds like compounds yeah effect, yeah if I'm you don't not, answer them every day then that's a hundred messages after five days yeah like i'm more. like I, like i try to like not be on instagram for more than like an hour a day and even that's a lot and i like just have like a setting where i just like tune out yeah you know like i hate social media i hate it's funny how like i hate <laughs> social media too but all of us who hate social media we have to do it the most we have, for fucking work it's yeah. so annoying maybe that's yeah. why we hate it so much yeah because yeah. it's literally a job <laughs> yeah it's literally a job yeah but that's yeah yeah i'm like yeah, so my takeaway is just follow me on TikTok, like, to watch funny stuff, and hopefully if you're a girl that likes girls, or you're bi-curious, or you're confused about your sexuality, hopefully I can make you feel better about it, and that you will be able to accept yourself. That's my life goal right now. Hell yeah, you queen. I love <laughs> you so much. Love Thanks you too. so much for coming yeah, on. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.